dead and lovely listeners, it's us, Hollywood Ben. <laughs> and me, Uncle Steve. Oh my God, we're doing it all Sit wrong. Sit right we? down here what on Uncle Steve's lap. Let <sighs> me teach you how to play banjo. I'm getting it all wrong. I'm Uncle Ben. Oh, I'm Hollywood Steve. And we're lovely Sit down and on Uncle Steve's lap. No, Let's no, no, do no, no, some no. cocaine. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood. <laughs> Party time. <laughs> I think we're just kind of out of practice at this, Steve. I feel like yeah. it's been a month of Sundays since we recorded everybody's favorite a horror movie podcast and all the yeah. other multiverse. It was Dead the Fourth of July, yeah. the last time we recorded, and long, now long ago. We're in the depths of July fifteenth. Holy hell! A ten-day hiatus. Yeah, I don't know how I survived. Yeah, I, I was tearing my hair out. Like I gotta talk about a fucking horror movie. I got a pod, mom. I got a pod. I got a pod. It needs to be cast. It's potty time. That's what I said to my mom, and she was like, "You know what to do, son." <laughs> And I do. Whenever you're leaving the house to come over here and record, you ever like, it's potty time. I yeah. gotta go potty. I gotta go potty. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. And your wife says, I can't believe I have yeah. sex with him. Yep. Such a child. That is what she says, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mentally. I've been out just, uh, just damn running the roads. Running down the road, trying to loosen your load. Uh-huh. With, you know, I would say roughly seven women on my mind. Wow. That is too many women. I've been off just playing that big old bass guitar. Yeah. Making them daddy the noises. Southeast. Man, making them daddy noises down low. Meanwhile, my main man, Andy Wood, he's up there on the high notes on the regular guitar, making the baby noises. Yeah. <laughs> the baby noise. Uh huh. That's right. When you get yeah. up on them skinny strings, you play them up yeah. high. They'll go to crying at you. Yeah, they will. <laughs> and we call it music. That's true. And we call yeah. it music. That's what they call that. I had myself a good time. I just got back uh, yesterday morning, uh-huh. actually, from a little run playing for uh, my main man Andy Wood with the Andy Wood Trio. As well as Seth Rosenblum, who is yeah. a real blues boy. Yeah, he's got that blues voice. He's a real blues boy yeah. from out of Boston. He's a yeah. Boston blues boy. You hear a lot about them Boston blues boys. I tried to convince him that he should the change his name to BBB Rosenblum. <laughs> <laughs> First off, one more B than BB King. Exactly. So he's already flexing. Yeah, I mean, BB was a blues boy. Uh huh. Seth is Boston Blues boy. Yeah. BBB. BBB. Rosenblum. People would probably just think you had a stutter or something, I guess. <laughs> uh, coming up next, B. Rosenblum. <laughs> and, you know, as you could guess from Seth's last name, he does come from a Jewish line of heritage. Yeah. So I was kind of just trying to brainstorm and try to get him on board to create his next album, Jews Blues. Is that right? You just figured out Jews Blues. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what did he think about this? I don't think he was really chomping at the bit to give that one a try. Right. That one, Can't imagine why. I'm, uh, I feel like... <laughs> I can probably some a reasons. few reasons why you wouldn't want to release that, but yeah, okay. <laughs> we had ourselves a great time. We did some, uh, some guitar clinics, did some big old uh-huh. group lessons and stuff. Played a bunch of shows. Spent a free day in Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. Just walking around, drinking up all that good beer they have. We just soaked about all that they had up. All of it in they Asheville? They forced us out. They said, you boys go on, get. Go on, soaked get. up all our beers. We need we need time to make more beers. We got to keep these hippies drunk. <laughs> Otherwise, they'll look around and realize they're in North Carolina. Exactly right. What Start are they doing here? Start moving into our other cities and voting. 
Yeah, you wouldn't want that. Uh-uh. It was a rainy day in Asheville. Oh, yeah? Yeah, all them hippies was running around being like, I don't want a bath! <laughs> no! Is that right? No bath! That's what they all said. So- uh-huh. Little did they know, I had washing powders in my pocket. I'd oh, throw no. it on them. Oh, You're taking no. a bath, hippie. Ah. Take that. Get clean. <laughs> No, I don't want a bath. <laughs> so, like, if you if you could boil down what hippies are all about, it's just I don't want a bath. <laughs> I don't want a bath. Yeah, it's people that just grew up never wanting a bath. They became adults. They decided, like, you know what? It. Yeah, I make my own rules now. Man. I'm not taking no bath. I don't want it. Splish splash. No, sir. <laughs> that ain't me. <laughs> that ain't me. <laughs> So we had ourselves a great time, but I will tell you this, man. As predicted, yeah, my allergies went completely haywire. Yeah, so you, you guys might hear me uh, hacking and coughing and stuff here a little bit. I got a little, got a little sniffle going on right here. Yeah, I woke up with a little bit of that myself too. I yeah. don't know what's in the air. I mean, you'd almost think that this winter it rained for five months straight. Yeah, and that that might That's have created a lot of you know mold and stuff like that. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. It, could have something to do with it. It also never really got that cold, so the plants are just in overdrive. (laughs) Maybe a correlation. I might be wrong. I'm no scientist. I am a scientist. (laughs) A scientist. Yeah. Science taster. Uh, Yeah, man, my science is when I woke up this morning they were just like, I hate you. And I was like, I don't care for you either. I mean, what do we have a sinus for anyway? It seems like all they ever do is Ooh, so cause me trouble. doesn't explode. Whatever. I mean, seriously, I think I could do without it. <laughs> Pretty sure I could do without <laughs> it. I hate the sinus pain. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the fucking worst, It's real worst, bad. Yeah. Pretty lame. So, yeah, just got back from that. Had ourselves a great time. I always love going out and getting to, to play some music notes, have a good time. Yeah. And uh, people and were like, my musical "Hey, you, you're playing those music notes really well. I appreciate this." Yeah, and I'm like, "I'm on stage right now. We'll talk later." Do 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 yeah. do do. Yeah, yeah, but they were like, "No, I'm gonna continue yelling support at you." Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, all right, whoa. Yeah, I'm like, I get it. I know. Yeah, just being here is enough. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah, you if you if you came <laughs> to a show that was just packed, yes, absolutely sold out. And the entirety of the time, people just stood there nodding appreciatively, and in between songs, they clapped. And then at the end of the show, they all came up to you to say the things they wanted to say while you were playing. <laughs> just a line of people. Like, you were playing good! I, I, I that's like the good. songs. This, that, all right! Thank you, I liked it. Yep. Man, that'd be a be long okay. night. Yeah, about right. I don't know. I get a little bit old. I think. Yeah, as long as people were one bringing by beers one. or whatever the yeah. whole time. That'll one work. by one, each individual <laughs> lets you know how they appreciate your guitar playing or bass playing. You know, the line would be shorter on nights you played bass. Absolutely so. so. Absolutely. That'd be incentive to play more bass. And every person in line also brings you a shot of Fireball, which you oh, have to do. God. Ooh, <laughs> yucko. I'm going to tell you guys what. If you guys are listening to this show and you're thinking to yourself, you know what? Next time I go see a show, I want to buy my favorite musician a shot. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys this. This is insider info. Okay. You can't buy this stuff. I'm out here giving it away for free. Yeah. Musicians are tired of Fireball. Yeah. We're tired of it. Try you, anything else. Some rock and rye. Sure, I'd take it. Yeah? I'd take Over it. Over Fireball? Yeah. Yeager? At this point, 
Yeah, I'd take yeah. it over Fireball. Okay. Honestly, this wow. one. Wow. Fireball kind of scares me. Did I tell you about that thing with uh, Cam's like leather jacket? No. So uh, our drummer, Andy Campbell. <laughs> oh, no. This is probably like two years or so ago. He had just bought this like nice new leather jacket. It was like this really nice soft leather, you know, but it was mm. real leather. And uh, he got to a gig late. And so he pretty much just had to like immediately get behind the drum throne and take off his jacket and start playing. We took his jacket off and put it on like a stool that was behind him, right? Just kind of like spread it out over a stool. Uh, during the show, somebody brings him a shot of fireball and he's like, you know, playing a song or something. So he just sets it back there on that stool on top of his jacket, uh-huh. accidentally knock, knocks it over. Right. There is a permanent spot on the back of that jacket where the fireball landed on it. Okay. That's like fucking melted. Seriously, it's like huh. the leather is like discolored and like wavy. What the fuck can you even do to leather to distort it? Well, it depends on the type of leather. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, suede and nubuck leather are easily ruined by liquid. That's true. That is true. So if it was one of those things... It wasn't a suede. I know it's not right. a suede, but it was a nice, soft, smooth, yeah. supple leather. So yeah, any... You're saying water could have done it. Yeah, any, any old water could have So done you're just it. saying, I ain't scared. Yeah. I ain't well, scared I, no I fireball. Mean, I don't have legions of people trying to make me drink fireball. <laughs> <laughs> the last time, I mean, whenever I would go to USC football game tailgates mm-hmm. with my, my cousin, who was a sports writer and covered USC football, yeah, I would end up doing a lot of shots of just whatever. Yeah, whatever the fuck is there. But <laughs> because the guy who like ran the tailgate we were at, like, he, he was sponsored by a bunch of liquor companies for his tailgate. That's a dangerous motherfucker right yeah, there. He yeah. had like just packs and packs of jello shots and stuff. Oh, and God. they weren't like gross. They were like, one of them was like an old fashioned. Oh, wow. And it tasted like an old fashioned. One was like a Moscow mule, tasted like a Moscow mule. So it was like, you'd be slamming those, just slamming down fireball and uh what's that rum chata oh Put yeah those together that's uh that's like cereal milk is what they call it no way it tastes like uh, uh cinnamon toast crunch oh cereal my milk. god you yeah we just found be the doing those drug like crazy oh yeah. my god i need that in my life yeah didn't catch much of the football game <laughs> i can't imagine why <laughs> <laughs> i'm too drunk to watch this football yeah Speaking of which, Steve, I yeah. want to get a pull. I want to get a pull right yeah, here. Yeah, let's get a pull. We got ourselves a very fancy beer from Pretentious Brewing Company here in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is their, uh, what is this stuff called? It's written somewhere here on the can. It is the Pillowy Fluff Fluff. Pillowy Fluff Fluff, and it's thick. It's looking thick. Yeah, it looks like some some grapefruit juice, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And these are being drunk out of some very special Salvan glasses that are made by Pretentious Glassworks that my wife got me as part of my birthday. They're really cool. They're really cool. It's kind of a big tulip glass. It's got a good, like, fruity smell to it. Yeah. I'm excited for this. Go in deep on that thing. It is just a fluffy, smooth, and soft-tasting brew. I'm a fan. Oh, man. Isn't that awesome? That's, like, one of their best, right? It's so light. Mm Mm-hmm. But then, like, there's a lot of fruit flavor to it yeah but it's not too sweet either you know uh, a few of the things that pretentious wow. i've had recently that they're trying out because they're always trying out new things yeah a few of the ones i had recently were like okay this is a little too sweet yeah for me, when we went know? there on your birthday yeah the brews i had were a little too sweet for me yeah i'm sweet enough as it is that's what i said to them yeah and they were like okay sir sorry would you 
You like, want the beer though, right? Do you want to drink it or yeah, just I'll go take... suck yourself off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take the beer. Yeah. And I'll suck myself <laughs> off. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, that's really, really good. Yeah. I enjoy that very much. And what a fancy cup. Yeah, for real. I am digging this. I feel like a king with a chalice. That's true. Yeah, that's I right. wish I had jewels on it. Oh, man, I want to go colonize somewhere. <laughs> colonizer, colonizer, colonizer. <laughs> oh, and I fucked it up. Grayson Hester corrected me. On one of the, the recent episodes, I said Womanizer was sang by Beyonce. Mm, and I think it it's, Br- it's Britney instead, isn't it? Well, uh, or am I flipping those? Uh, again, now Grayson is just totally fucking... <sighs> throwing his hands up in we've the already uh, talked about throwing things down flipping them and reversing them yeah so if that's what you just did i like, might have just done that yeah you i might have just missy elliott and reversed it. Yeah. and that we know we are accurate about yep that is a that's missy. for sure we know that for sure <laughs> but we might not know who a womanizer is <laughs> who does i don't know i don't know who does know who a womanizer is steve while i've been off running the roads and making the music uh-huh. notes happen what's What's been going on here in Tennessee? You've been holding down the fort. You've been keeping it real here, keeping yeah, this place been locked down. It up, holding yeah. it down. We've been doing, um, you know, the things, the stuff. No, both. Um, yeah, I watched uh, a little something we're going to talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm, Stranger mm-hmm. Things season three. Woo! I've also been playing some video game. All you want to do is play video games. It's not a song. <laughs> Apparently, it's not how the song goes. It's not a song at all. But that's how it goes to me, Dad. Yeah. Uh, that's how it goes to me. What you been video gaming on? So, I wanted to play baseball. Baseball. I, I always want to play baseball as a video game. I don't know why. I've always loved baseball games. Yeah. Baseball Simulator 2000 was one of my favorites. Little League Baseball for NES was my all-time. Was it? Oh, dude. It was <laughs> so fun to play, man. So I've, I've been playing through a bunch trying to figure out what's a, a good one to play. And That's cool. You know, I like Samurai Swords. You like a baseball. I do. That's... Yeah. Yeah, that's Kill true. Bill. Yeah, I know. And scene. You did it. <laughs> um... <laughs> So I I finally landed on Major League Baseball presents King Griffey Jr. <laughs> I think it's called. That's a confusingly titled game. It is. Could they not call it King Griffey Jr. Baseball? That was what it was called on Super Nintendo. Oh. But I think a different company made it, but they were still licensed with the King Griffey Jr. It's name. one of those things. Yeah. Anyway, it's um it's a very frustrating game. <laughs> Because the AI, it's like, it, it just immediately catches up to you. So, like, if you come out and score five points in an inning, they're going to suddenly be getting tons of hits. But then they'll tie you, and then they stop getting Uh-oh. hits. So, like, the Th- first... It's just always neck and neck. Always neck and neck. So, the first three games I played all went into extra innings. One went to the 17th inning. And I lost 17th. Yeah, I lost all of them by one run. It That's was so bullshit. goddamn frustrating that of course I had to keep playing it. So oh God, I've been man. playing it a lot and being frustrated by it a lot. Have you been like maybe throwing that controller across the room just wanting that thing to? Around? But I'm an adult and I got to pay for those things, and they're That's not true. as resilient as they were when it was the Nintendo days. You could you could run those things. Over. Oh, dude, those things are bulletproof. Yeah. They, well, because they knew kids were going to be. Yeah. 
throwing gigantic fits. But then they figured out, oh, right, we could also make money off of that. But what if they could break? And <laughs> We're then you have to soulless buy more. pieces of shit. <laughs> we could make a better product, but we refuse to. We'd rather make one that breaks, so you have to buy two instead. Uh huh. Wow, man, that does not sound very fun. It is though. It yeah. is. Yeah, it's fun. I I like the challenge. It it irritates the fuck out of me a lot and i haven't i haven't been playing it that much i've been getting work done but like when i do play it i i only play one game at a time because it's just like fuck i can't deal with even if i win it's like i can't deal with that again Mm -hmm. i gotta do something to get my mind off of this video game i was using to get my mind off of other stuff by the end of the day, are you like, I don't want to play video games. Yeah, like that Metallica song <laughs> that they're probably going to write. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you been uh, still on that Castlevania train? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Aria of Sorrow. I keep going back to it. I just keep trying to play other types of games because I'm going to start streaming games soon-ish. And I'm not very good at them. And I'm trying to like play the stuff that is hard for okay, me right so castlevania is a platformer it's like a platformer is really shitty at sports games in general I, i'm pretty shitty at most games in general Sick. the only games i ever liked were the ones that it was like you know rpgs where you get to use your imagination a lot and it's not that challenging yeah if, as long as you prepare i mean if it makes you feel any better ultimately if you think about it in the grand scheme of things I'm not good at that many instruments. <laughs> put me on that flugelhorn, you ain't getting a show. <laughs> but put me on the flugelhorn, you'll get a show. No, it'll it be a show. I indeed. mean, it won't be music. I would just I'll, be up there. Going, I'll fuck that flugelhorn. <laughs> I, I really can't figure this thing out, guys. <laughs> Maybe that's what I do. I, I stream myself trying new instruments out. Yeah, I bet people would <laughs> love that. Ben That's tries to like, play. Trademark Dead Lovely. Right people now. That, yeah, people that watch you play guitar and get frustrated but can play like a saxophone, they would love to watch you try to play saxophone and fail at it. They'd just be like, fuck yes. <laughs> I bet people guy. would pay for that. They feeling. probably would, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> watch Ben be bad at stuff that you're good at. <laughs> <laughs> Feel better about yourself yeah. for a little while. That's a funny idea, man. <laughs> so after you master the base of ball, what's yeah. next on your list here? Uh, I want to try some fighting games. Yeah, dude, I suck my at hood fighting right now. games so bad. Yeah. I I never was very great at them. Um, I mean, I beat I beat the Super Nintendo version of Mortal Kombat the first day that I played it. Okay, but I played it on very easy, and I had been playing Mortal Kombat at the arcade for a long time up to that point. Yeah. Um, I used to be able to easily beat Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter 2 Turbo. You might not have been that bad, man. But if I played anybody, I get my ass beat immediately. Yeah? Yeah. Just immediately. You kind of know the computer's patterns really well. Yes. I can't figure out anyone else's. I did play a quick game of Friday the 13th for NES the other day. Oh, how is that? Oh my god. I'm terrible at it. Is it one of those things, though, where is it even beatable? Is it possible to be beatable? It is beatable. Yeah, I watched a video on it. Um, and I wish I remembered the name of the producer of that video because it was, uh, their videos are pretty good. Okay. Uh, but I can't remember. I think maybe Generation Gap Gaming? Maybe. Anyway. Yeah, but there's like a whole strategy to it that apparently if you had the instruction booklet, 
you could figure out a little bit easier. Oh, shit. Uh, I remember renting the game and no instruction booklet coming with it and then just trying to figure it out and constantly being killed by Jason. See, I was always such a dweeb about instruction manuals. Like, whenever I would rent a game from a game place and somebody Uh had, like, lost the manual or destroyed it or something, I would be pissed. I would be super (laughs) pissed. I was such a dweeb about, like... (laughs) I need to read the instruction manual in the you car. You totally did. Yeah, you needed to, especially with those early Nintendo games that had no sort of tutorial or anything. Yeah. Where it was just like, okay, here you are, game, yeah. go. Well, that's the thing is like, ultimately, I I hate being bad at stuff. Yeah. I hate Me it. Me too. And it's like, honestly, one of the only people that really knows the extent of that is like, uh, probably my wife. Your wife. You know, anytime we try something where it's like, oh, we're going to try getting into, uh, like, one time we did, like, a sculpting class, like a pottery class. Right. I'm fucking awful at it. <laughs> I just get so mad at stuff when I'm bad at it, dude. <laughs> no, I agree. I'm the same way. I yeah. get it. So I was always just a nerd about reading those things cover to cover. That way, when I got home, yeah, I could go ahead and start beating ass in the game. I would do that with strategy guides and stuff. Yeah, I love where, strategy like, guide. Because my, my uncle would play a lot of RPGs on NES, like Final Fantasy and Dragon Warrior mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they he would always get the strategy guide, but he would refuse to look at it. He would only uh, use it by having his wife read the section he needed to read and then try to explain it to him. What? Yeah. That is an odd set of parameters. Is that yeah. perhaps some sort of like deviant kink that I'm just unaware of? I don't know. He, I mean, it worked. I think maybe he, like, he liked the way she explained things. He okay. wanted her to be a part of him gaming. She seemed to like it. They would just get stoned and play RPGs on like a Saturday afternoon. It was really cool. I think he was hiding the fact that he was illiterate. What? Uh huh. He, he read so many books. Was he just <laughs> pretending the whole time? Maybe it's because I recently watched that Thirty Rock where Tracy Jordan's acting like he can't read. Yeah. Oh god, it's so fucking funny, man. Thirty so Rock's such a great show. Oh, dude, yeah. I I love it. That's kind of been our just like go to in between stuff watch lately. You know, yeah. you should always have like a thirty minute series to watch in between. Yeah. I can, yeah, I can do 30 Rock, Arrested Development, Parks and Rec. Bob's Burger. Bob's Burgers, yeah. yeah Tons of shows any there. Any of that stuff. And uh, we've needed ourselves some little in-between watchies because we've been watching ourselves a big old series here lately. Which and it is. We've been watching that Stranger Thing 3. A 3? Uh-huh. It's the, the third, third strange thing. Uh-huh. It's the third thing what was strange. What if they had had the foresight to just call the first season strange thing and then after season that two is stranger stranger things. things then like even more strange stranger even stranger things yeah and then after that they really throw a, a, a stick in the spokes and less strange do, things i just think strange thing <laughs> it's just about one thing that's kind of odd yeah, a little odd you the know? whole season is just there's a, something a little off. There's just something strange in yeah. this town. Just what is it? It's and by the end of the season, they figure it out that like they're missing. They needed a, a Denny's. That and, was it. Yeah. Uh, and for those of you guys who haven't watched through a Stranger Thing third yet, c- 
consult in the podcast description, there's going to be a timestamp telling you when you guys uh, can yeah. move forward in the show because we're going to talk about it and probably spoil some stuff up here. Spoil a shit out we're gonna of spoil it. Spoil a shit out of the show. So if you haven't watched it yet, don't let us ruin it for you. It's very good. I absolutely loved it. Would you recommend people watch it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. A I mean, much. only if you've watched seasons one and two and you liked them. I think if you don't like one and two, yeah, why would you watch why season three? Why the fuck would you it's watch this? It's not going to save it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, everybody that's a fan of the show doesn't love it because it's completely different. You know mm, what I mean? So yeah. if you don't like the other ones, you're not going to like this one for sure. Yeah. But if you like the other seasons, yeah, fucking watch it. It's utterly fantastic. Yeah. I thought it was great. So Very enjoyable. Don't let us spoil it for you. Look in the podcast description for the timestamp of when we stop talking about this. But from here on out, beware the lies. Spoilers! Let's talk a stranger thing. Let's talk three season of yeah. thing that's stranger. Yeah, so Eleven becomes a bit less uh, dependent yeah. on everyone else. She's becoming more of herself. Maybe a little bit more normal. You a know? little more normal, yeah. She has a, fr- a female friend now, not just male friends. Which I love that they developed Yeah, those two, her and Max, as just like friends and not rivals or yeah. competitors or fighting over a boy. Like, yeah, because... Holy they, fuck, are we not tired of that yet? They do. There's like a semi-rivalry in season two, but it's like nothing of a rivalry. It's just something that upsets Eleven and then she sort of gets past it almost immediately. Yeah. And this season, yeah, they just built up a healthy female relationship. I know. Good stuff. It's awesome, man. I thought that this season was great. It was yeah. so... So throwback. It was 80s yeah. as fuck. Like, where's the... The first couple of seasons felt like real life 1982. Right. You know, where you kind of have that spillover where it's like the late 70s and the early 80s didn't look different. Like, when people say 80s and they're thinking about neon colors and... Yeah, that's just the very late 80s to early 90s. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, maybe mid 80s if you're on the West Coast or something right. like that. Right, yeah. You know, but it's like when you're talking about the early to mid 80s, it still kind of looked like the 70s. Yeah. But in this, you know, the town gets like their shopping mall, uh-huh. their new little hub of that commerce and stuff. That mall was a good throwback to going to malls oh when God, I was a dude. very small child. Yes. But that changed so quick. Malls mm-hmm. just became so different pretty quick. It wasn't, there were teenagers hanging out at the mall when I was a teenager, but yeah. it wasn't like, they were the cool kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were the kids who got dropped off by their mom at the mall while all the cool kids were hanging out at somebody's house or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you got dropped off because it was a free babysitter, basically. Right. Yeah. Go and bother some people at the mall instead. Uh-huh. Stand outside smoking cloves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, dude, the whole like throwback thing with this, I, I totally loved. It took me way back to being a kid and yeah. stuff. Even just like the way that they chose, like, the tile patterns in the bathrooms and uh-huh. stuff like this. It's that yeah. kind of it so reminded like me of primary colors and white. You yeah, know? going to the theater as a kid to go see a movie. Just, yeah, the theater experience was so dead on. Yeah. yeah. And one of the first things we have in here is them watching like Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Badass. Which they or, even... No, no, it was Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so bad at the names of all Dawn those. of the Dead is 70s. Yeah. Day of the Dead, which... Is one we'll have to cover in the near future. Oh God, future. I and so it's, hope so. It's great. Uh, we're doing we're doing a, the Patreon thing. It has been suggested, Ooh, so yeah, we might be right. doing it soon. Might end up landing on that yeah. one. And I like too that the whole you know the mall thing was really a huge, uh, a, a huge part of this season. 
which seems now to be like really irrelevant in a lot of ways because the shopping mall is pretty well on its way out. You yeah, know? yeah, we have two malls here in Knoxville. One is still a healthy, vibrant mall, yeah. which is in a, a just a big consumer area with a ton of other stores around. Yeah, and then the other one is an eyesore that has a movie theater and a Belk and. I think that's it. That's about it. And it's it's just huge and taking up space. Yeah, just a huge waste of land, basically. Yeah. But it's so cool to watch that now and be like, yeah, okay, the, the mall isn't the thriving, uh, blossoming industry that it once was. But it's interesting to see now how, like, the same way the same way that the mall killed off the mom and pop stores, right. which is something that we saw in this, yes. now the internet is murdering the mall. Yeah, the mall was, yeah, like... That's that's a fun thing that every five years people get to look back and be like, five years ago, the economy was like this, and now it's like that, and I'm upset about it. Right. Like, Guess what? This is nothing new. It's nothing new. It's always been like that. When the yeah. mom and pop stores were mom and pop stores, they were actually pushing out real mom and pop stores that were around every corner because people didn't want to go to one central location. Because not everybody had a car. Exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's always changing and and ever evolving. The clothes and the fashion oh, and stuff gosh. in this are eighties as fuck. Again, maybe honestly, timeline wise, for middle of Indiana, they're in Indiana, right? Yes. Or Illinois, Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. Uh-huh. May, maybe Hawkins. they wouldn't have had those fashions back then in nineteen eighty four. But I don't really care. I loved seeing that shit. Have you heard the theory that the area? of Hawkins is based off of East Tennessee. Okay, I heard somebody mention this, but they didn't get to explain it. Okay. Do you know the ins and outs of this? Because I don't know anything I don't about know it. the full depths of it. I do know that, you know, they, they're, of course, claiming that the lab is like... Oak Ridge uh, or something? Oke Ridge, yeah, okay, The Y-12 right. laboratory. Um, where they, the, for you guys that don't know, was where basically the nuclear program was based right. out of. Yeah. They mention a Roan County in it several times. There's a Roan County near okay. here. Well, and the Duffer brothers are from, I think... They're from North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. So they would know this area. Yeah, they would. Um, and there are other things that are just like mentions of cities that are actual small cities in the area that are... Like, it, it would be very strange if they were just randomly picked, but all happen hmm. to be in the Roan County, Hawkins County... Knox County area <laughs> like interesting so that that may be it but we also know that it it's not because they have said that it's also based off of a secret government installation in northern New York I can't Montauk oh no yeah okay. in Montauk I, saw, I heard somebody mention that somebody in the background is wearing like a, a Knoxville 1984 World's Fair shirt with like the 82. Sunsphere on it 82 be, I'm yeah. sorry wearing a Sunsphere shirt or something in yeah. the background I mean, because, but of course that the World's Fair in 82 was a big thing that people drove across the country. Yeah, for, totally. So, it's a big yeah. fucking deal. Yeah. Interesting, man. How do you think the kids did as far as like their acting and stuff goes? Because to me, oh, like, they've all improved so much. I thought they were great. Dude. Yeah. Like, Millie Bobby Brown is the best. She's awesome. She is fucking yeah. awesome, man. And I saw a bunch of people complaining that like she did a shitty job and that her accent was weird. And it's like. What? I, that's exactly what I said. I was like, uh, remember how she was like nonverbal two years ago and she's just kind of learning how to speak? Yeah. What? I don't know. Man. It never once crossed my mind that she was yeah. talking weird. Dude, this is the thing that's blowing my mind. Like, 
I posted it on on my Facebook page the other day about like, oh, I just finished Stranger Things three. I really loved it. It was it was awesome. It was great. Mm-hmm. And I was met with like a lot of people, you know, being like, yeah, I loved it. But there was a ton of folks that were just like, man, it was so bad. I watched two episodes. I couldn't stand it. Ah, uh, whatever. It's just, dude, like everybody's mad about everything this, for these real, days. Dude. It's Holy just, shit. You can't enjoy anything anymore. Everything was always better than it ever will be. Like. Just, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of negativity I don't care about. Honestly. Yeah, I just, I just don't care, man. And it just lets you know that, like, anything that is cool for long enough... Oh, yeah. It'll start to become cool to talk shit about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Almost instantly that happens. Yeah. I think that because anymore, dude. It's like, I think when it, whenever people like something for a couple of seasons or like somebody for a couple of years, I think they just wait for the new thing to come out and want to dislike it right away. Yeah. Like, they just start looking for, well, when's this going to start going downhill like all my other series have? I mean, but there's there's also the person who is the dickhead who refuses to watch the thing that's super popular, but, yeah. like, likes to make fun of everybody for w- liking it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just don't get people's lives where they're so set that God, they have to find ways to make drama in their life. Yeah, seriously. Well, because it's more interesting and easier to get attention when you're bitching about something than when you're just like, yeah, I liked it. It was good. It's true. It was fun. Let's talk yeah. about what a fun time we had. It's yeah. easier to get attention and stuff to be like, I hate it. It sucks. But the attention you're getting isn't necessarily positive unless you can really back up your I hate it. It sucks. Well, no, but I mean, if you if you don't give a dog enough attention to give it walks, it'll piss on the rug just so you pay attention to it. Yeah. That's it. It's true. You know, yeah. that's the internet. That people. is the internet. Thanks for, coming to my, thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought the kids all did a great job, man. They were so funny and likable. Yeah. And I like too that they like bad news bears. A lot of them where they were like, they were pretty vulgar this time around. Like yes, all the kids are. said shit and fuck and stuff. Uh, my favorite part of the season was the introduction of Maya Hawk as Robin. Yes, dude. She's so she fu- is awesome and adorable. Yeah, the the, the daughter of Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. Wait, holy shit! She looks like Uma Thurman. Yeah, she does. She looks like her grandmother as well, Uma Thurman's mother. <laughs> holy shit! I did not know that. Yeah, that is Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's kid. Yep. She completely looks like Uma Thurman. Yes, How did I not fucking see this? Yeah, she's great. She was fantastic. She was yeah. so dude. She was Hermione of the show. She was. She was Hermione sure. of the show, and then also the the uh, denial of the sexual connection between her and Steve, where it was just like, awesome. no, I like girls. Loved it. And Steve was just like, cool. Yeah, because I know, Steve's right? Become, he went from being a semi douche to becoming like the moral heart of the show. I know, it's man. Crazy. I thought that it was great. I thought it was great. Yeah, because like whenever you know they were tipped over in the chair back yeah. to back, and she was kind of talking about like, oh, you never remember me from class and stuff like uh, that. Yeah, it seemed Kate, like maybe she was in love with him. But yeah, Kate and I were both just kind of like, oh, they have to do this. Yeah, I was like, whatever. You know, it, it, it kind of fits in with the eighties mm-hmm. teen genre to make it go that yeah, way. This, so whatever. I mean, this season had a lot of John Hughes to it for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So tons and tons. But I was still just kind of like, do we? have to go this route and then it was just revealed very casually that like well but you like herbert she's a girl yeah yep <laughs> the end the end yeah it can be that simple actually uh-huh oh man she was she was fantastic yeah. i thought that she was great a good addition to the show for sure yeah we get to learn uh, a good bit about billy and find out that his life is sad yeah right uh and who then guess that for a mean bully yeah 
And then he becomes a hero. So everybody was all upset. Billy died by the time he died. Just like, I get it. Because uh, we, the viewers at least, got to see all that stuff. And Eleven got to see all that stuff. Everybody right. else, of course, had no idea. But yeah, he, he got redeemed somewhat. He was still a piece of shit. But yeah. he, he had a rough... Uh, upbringing had a hard time of it had himself a hard time of it man i really really thought that the special effects took a huge step forward yeah they're really good like the exploding rats and the way that Uh they would like melt and reassimilate yeah i thought looked fantastic like i would have been stoked if i saw that in a movie it was a fun season i really enjoyed it and i i didn't find anything to complain about no i really can't think of much i mean it could have been like it could have been deeper, I guess. I mean, with, with the first season and stuff, with this whole yeah. you know, government conspiracy and all this kind of cool stuff, that was fun. But well, if like, they would have done that again, it would have been like, oh, they're just doing the first season again. So, yeah, and they tried to add depth in the second season, and people were like, what's all this bullshit? Yeah. I, w- I, w- I want to know exactly what's happening immediately. Right. Which, that second season stuff, the when she goes to... Where does she go? Chicago. She, is it Chicago or Pittsburgh? I thought it was, I thought it was Pittsburgh. Man, one of them. One, one of them Yankee cities. One of them Yankee cities. Uh, she goes to the city. We meet all those people. That didn't come, come back, back yeah. in the third season, but now they're moving to the city, which I assume is that city. So oh, now, it's, yeah. So like they're really planning ahead. Well, I, for some I was just kind of stuff. I was just kind of hoping that the fact that those characters didn't return meant that they were like oh no nobody liked it we're just not gonna act like that didn't even happen yeah i don't think so i, I bet think, you're right yeah i think that they were trying to set up a much bigger world and by bringing in the russians as well they've yeah. really ex- expanded the world it also felt a lot like x-men to me and it made me think that basically 11 is the uh, gene gray as as F- dark phoenix oh. done right it, which uh, yeah, makes geez. me think that in season four or five, she could go dark. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, especially if like if, if the Russians managed to like apprehend her and right. like, brainwash her or something like yeah. this, you know? And they, that also made me think, boy, those Duffer brothers should sure get to at least write, if not direct, an X-Men movie. Because oh, I man, bet they could be fucking sick? nail it. Oh, my God. Yeah. They, they could give us the X-Men movie that we need. Yeah. The I heard that Dark X-Men. Phoenix movie was so bad. I haven't seen it, but... Oh, I haven't seen it. I, I mean, The Age of Apocalypse was real bad. Boy, man. And real you, bad. And you know that's my beloved yeah, fucking story. I wanted line. it to be great. I wanted it to be great. And yeah. there were there were parts of it that were okay. Well, yeah, but, he had some cool visual stuff, but... But, man, he looked like a fucking Power Ranger villain. He did. He looked real bad. And it was weird to choose Oscar Isaac and not someone much like... The Rock yeah. would have been better. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Fucking uh, and, and Batista. Batista kind of looks like a yeah. There you go, Batista, right there. Because I was going to say The Rock. I don't know if he could play a villain. If anybody would even believe him, right? But Batista, sure. Yeah, yeah, he could do it. Probably pull it off. Huh. Uh, But I'm with you. I can't really think of much to complain about the season. Soundtrack was sick. It was 80s as fuck. They had a bunch of license music. They brought in the fucking never-ending story theme at the end of it. That was great. Everybody's such an inopportune moment. Yeah, it was great though. I mean. Just finding out that Susie was real. Yeah, the long yeah, joke. Of I like, believed it uh, the whole time. I was like, there's no way that it's going to end up not being a real... And, and then it's not. It's She's real. And she did kind of look like a young Phoebe Case. She did kind of. And I guess she... Oh, she was Mormon as well. That's right. Uh-huh, so yeah. that was fun. 
<laughs> God, man. Yeah, dude. It was it was fun, and, and Dustin's character was hilarious this whole season. That yeah. kid rules. That kid He's is fucking great. awesome. Yeah, and he and and Steve together again, super fun. And uh, oh crap, what's the sister's name? That was with them, the little sister. Oh, dude. Uh, she was so good. Yes. She was hilarious, dude. She was such a hard yeah. ass about everything. Yeah. Like, because she was like this, the voice of the 80s, basically. The voice of the the Reagan 80s, where she was like anti-communism and yeah. all this stuff. And it was real fun that they put that in the voice of a child saying all this stuff. It's where it's like, yeah, she's super smart and she... she understands what she's talking about but she is a child right she doesn't have perspective on the world and as she gains that perspective she sort of gets smarter and starts to realize that she needs to work with these people and not always call them dumb (laughs) stuff (laughs) even though she is smarter than them probably uh that was real cool i thought that was an interesting twist to it and damn it i wish i could remember her name no doubt because she absolutely killed it she was amazing so good erica yes thank you her name is Erica. We'd like to thank Kate from Beyond the Door. Got it. But I like, too, how they, they framed this entire thing with all this 80s stuff that is still relevant today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, like I said, the dissolving yeah. of, of small-town businesses is now the dissolving of shopping yeah. malls. This threat of the Russians mm-hmm. is uh, kind of familiar. Yeah, very familiar. And they, they're connected to the mayor. Of right. the town. Who, oh, dude. And, and by the way, I just have to point out, how perfect is it to do awesome 80s shit with Carrie Elwes and a Busey <laughs> as a shithead? <laughs> like, you, you can't do anything more 80s than have a Busey as a shithead in your movie. Yeah. And I they agree did with it. that. Love that. But yeah, the, the whole like <laughs> connections with, with Russians and the government and consumerism and like I said, kind of that shifting economic model and all that stuff. It's it's things that are, we are going through again right now. So it still managed to stay, I think, surprisingly relevant and not just be 80s nostalgia crack, you know? That's yes. a complaint that I've seen from people. is like, oh, it's just forced nostalgia. Well, it takes place in 1984. What do you think? I'll have to correct you. Carrie Elwes is not in Stranger Things Season 3. That's not him? No. Playing the mayor? Playing the mayor. I it's thought that was him. Dread Pirate Roberts. Nope. No. Not so... Fuck, who is it? Uh, I believe it is Michael Park playing Tom Holloway. Really? Yeah. You have to admit the, re- the resemblances. Yeah, no, startling. when you said that, I was like, I know who he's talking about. I don't think that's Carrie Elwes, so I looked it up. I guess he's a bit younger than Carrie is. Yeah, he's a bit younger, but yeah, there's very visually similar looking people. Holy shit. I thought that was him the whole time. Well, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> Damn it. It was great. I, I'm glad they brought back Brett Gelman's character. Which uh, one's that? The, he knows everything oh, about... Oh, the off-the-grid guy. Yeah, the off-the-grid yes, guy. Dude, yes, dude. I loved him. And I loved the guy they called Smirnoff. Oh, yeah. Like Russian He was captain. great. Yeah. The season overall was just fun for me. Very 80s. And it progressed the story. It, it got us... Now we're going to move out of Hawkins, which seemed necessary now that we've uh, been introduced to the rest of... Not the rest of the world, but at least the Russians knowing about this, which makes me think that there are probably others that we'll get introduced to in ah, the future. So those are just saying the whole Eleven project isn't so secret anymore. Yeah. Very cool. Which would make it a worldwide thing. They're pulling it out of Hawkins, which is smart. But, of course, it's going to have to come back to that. Or they're all going to have to go to the city. 
So I wonder how they're going to do that next season. I'm really interested in, yeah, in how they'll too. progress everything. I can't wait. And it's one of those things that, you know, I know that this show can't last forever. I predict this being a four or five season show. I, yeah, I think five seasons. I think they'll probably try to stretch it out to five seasons because they're getting older and they are i mean finn wolfhard and millie bobby brown are both like genuine stars for sure yeah they've got a lot of other stuff going on and the other kids are all getting work like david harbour is already moving on it, it looks like the show will have to dissolve after a couple more seasons yeah but unless would, they get stupid with it i would rather them do that than have fucking season 12 where they're oh, going yeah. to, to college or whatever i you bet know? they'd rather do that too there's got to be yeah. they've got to be in demand yeah but at the same time, I mean, knowing that there's all these other kids out here with powers, it's like, those could all be separate stories. Sure, yeah. You know? You could have a Stranger Things universe. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Let some other people work on it. Just let the Duffer Brothers be executive producers and see what you want, what you can pull out of it. Yeah, exactly. I'm fine with that. I'm very okay with it. Yeah, I loved it, man. Not disappointed really at all. I'm like kind of ready to like start the whole thing over from season one and start again. Honestly. I did start season two. Yeah. I'm, I'm on episode six because yeah. I just didn't. I didn't remember season two that well. So I think it's a good season, real good. Oh, I know everybody. A lot of it, it paid I liked off it a lot for season three. Yeah. Well, Steve, the subject of our podcast today is none other than dead alive, aka brain dead, brain dead. But, unless our you're listening in North America. Uh, it's brain dead. So it's just dead alive in, in North America. North America yeah. and that's so it. Canadian, uh, I assume Central America as well, mm. since that technically is in North America. Okay. But I, I don't know. Brain dead is a better title for the movie. Brain honestly. dead is a better title. Dead alive doesn't work for me. Yeah. But brain dead is better. Yeah, definitely. And this, of course, hails from the mind of one Pete Jackson. That's his name. Pete Jackson, as they say in New Zealand. In New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, in their native Kiwi accent. Uh-huh. Jackson. Oh, we are from New Zealand. <laughs> Every person from New Zealand talks like that. Man, I wish that I could do a proper New Zealand accent. Of course, our, yeah. our listeners know we are famed for our... our Bit of a Kiwi accent. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. That's not bad. Yeah. That's, not, that's definitely better than anything I can offer. That's about all I got, though. That was a bit of Murray from Flight of the Murray. Concord. <laughs> We're famed for our English, Scottish, Irish accents. Oh, yeah. People are like, more accents. More of those. You oh. do them so well, they say. Please imitate me accent governor and we're like oi oi isn't it <laughs> and they're like nailed, nailed it. it bloody well nailed it <laughs> I'm honestly still just trying to figure out the difference between an Australian accent and a Kiwi accent as near as I there can is tell a, there is a difference I think that it's the Kiwi accent is more from the front of the mouth everything seems to be more up front whenever they talk whereas the Australians yeah. are further back and they're basically two major kiwi accents there's yeah. the wellington accent the wellington and there's the rest of of new zealand wellington and other yeah and wellington is that more uh well it would be the flight of the concords type of accent the more deadpan i love yeah i love, love it man there's something about that that kiwi comedy that just yeah it really gets it gets <laughs> tickles good me. to me yeah. dude it absolutely tickles me and so I feel myself as being somewhat of an honorary Kiwi. Is that right? That's right. You got out. Have you forced been, my way into there? Were you were you uh, jumped in by OMC himself? OMC. That would be quite bizarre. How bizarre? How bizarre? I beat Ben's ass down out in the street. Dude, he just kind of talked his way through those yeah. verses, didn't he? 
Funky. <laughs> he always sounded very like cocky yeah. about what he's saying. <laughs> he was. Too. It was on a Chevy '69. <laughs> 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 I love that song. It's a great song. And you just sprung it on me that that he's a Kiwi. He is, man. I had no idea. You read me a list of other unexpected Kiwis earlier. You Carl had Urban a, is one Carl people don't Urban. think what about. What the hell? I didn't know that he was. Yeah. The big shocker for me was uh, Sam Neill. Yeah, Sam Neill. He's what the from hell? New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. Well, that's how he knows about dinosaurs because they still got them there. They just don't talk about them. You don't say. Yeah. Oh. Well, in order to find out just how belonging of I am of my honorary Kiwi status, right, right, Steve, right. I say that before we get into the movie review portion of the show, why don't we slip, 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 slip on slide into the preview palace. Welcome to the preview palace. And maybe we can find ourselves a quiz. What tells us how Kiwi we are? How Kiwi are you? This is a quiz on playbuzz.com by Abigail Simpson. Abigail going to tell us what's up. Let's get into it here, Steve. What's our first question? Do you like rugby? Mm. I support the All Blacks and watch the important games. All Blacks? I despise sport of any kind. Are you kidding? I bleed rugby. I play it and watch it fanatically. Go the All Blacks. All Blacks. Kinda. I think Dan Carter looks nice in undies. Steve, you know that I'm not a sport boy. I'm not one of them sporting models. I despise sport of any kind. Get out of here with your sport. I get. I mean, I guess I support the All Blacks and watch the important game. I do. I when I've watched rugby, I have enjoyed it. When I've watched Australian rules football, I've I've enjoyed it. I know who the All Blacks are. They're an elite uh, New Zealand rugby team. That I know that their lives matter. Right? That's true. It is, is that what- true. Okay. They also perform a haka at the beginning of the game. Oh, I like that. Very so, intense. Very, very, very intense right there. All right. Now, Steve, I want to ask you, how tough are your feet? Okay. I could simply walk into Mordor barefoot and not feel it. Yikes. I go to the supermarket barefoot all the time. P.S. Je detest. When I see people out at the fucking grocery store without shoes on. Yeah. Well, it's pretty common in the South, too. It's disgusting. Yeah, it it's is. It's fucking disgusting. It really is. Put some shoes on, for God's sake. You mean walk around barefoot outside? Gross! Or, I can walk across concrete as long as it's not hot. Okay. I can walk across concrete as long as it's not hot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me too. Me too. I wear a, I wear a hard flip-flop most of the time. Yeah. Keeps I, my feet kind of tough. I do like to walk in grass barefoot. I actually really enjoy that. Yeah. You have to know the yard, though. You do. Yeah. yeah. Growing, up, growing up around all kinds of... Uh, uh, game birds and little farm animals. I learned uh-huh. really quickly. A lot of pooping grass. A lot of pooping grass. Also, a lot of red clay here in the south, which includes lots of rocks. Yeah. So, Don't go tracking that back in the house. You're ruining the carpet. Damn right. Do you put waddies on your fushion chups? What? I imagine that's how you would say that. This is full of typos. No. You can't have hot chups without waddies. That's silly words. This baby Can you talk. repeat the question? Sometimes, yeah. I'm just going to go with can you repeat the question because I literally don't understand what any of those things are. I'm going to say no because I don't know what waddies are, so they don't get to be on my fushion chups. There you go, man. What are these? It looks like a, it's got a picture of some flip-flops on some sand here. Right. We've got jandals. I live in them when I'm not barefoot. Flip-flops thongs or they're jandals the sandal of choice in new zealand 
Jandals. Well, I don't I mean, know about they're that. They're flip flops. Yeah, so that's, that's what I think. From of the that. south, there's a flippy floppy right there. How into the Lord of the Rings are you? Oh All right, God, here we dude. go. We're kind of lining up. Our cycles are aligned on this quiz. Steve. I know people who were involved in the making of it. Wow, I do not. No, I've seen all the films. I was involved in the making of it. Is that the one where Harry takes the Death Star plans to Narnia? Wow, it is that one. But I've seen all the. Films. I've seen all the films, and I do adore them as anyone that's listens to podcast knows do you think we'll ever do the trilogy as a wild card i would love to all right marmite is oh no Ugh. i don't know what it is the spread of the gods better than vegemite or revolting i don't know if i've ever had marmite i've had vegemite and that's disgusting yeah that's fucking disgusting They're what is marmite disgusting. have you ever had it yeah, um, to me, they taste about the same, yeah. which is ultra disgusting. Yeah, it's just like yeah. salty garbage. So I'm going to go with revolting. I'll go with I don't know what it is since I've never had it. Okay. Can you shear a sheep? Ooh. I'd really rather not. I could shear a sheep in my sleep, mate. Mate. No. No, but I'll give it a go. She'll be right. She'll be right. Aw. Uh, I think I would just rather not. That seems unpleasant for... Uh, I think both of us, me I'll, and the sheep. I'll give it a go. Yeah? You gotta yeah. give that the old college try? I'll give it the old college try. Yeah. See yeah. what happens. All right, then. All right. What does yeah, nah mean? I've heard yeah, nah uh-huh. in all these like Kiwi things that we like so much. Like yeah. the Flight of the Concord yeah, or nah. the Breaker Uppers. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Uh-huh. yeah, nah. So that makes no sense. No. Yeah, nah. Well, it means yeah, nah, doesn't it? Or Yes. I don't know what which one it, it means though. Like I've heard it, but I don't understand it. I'm I'm gonna say it means yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. In that case, then I'm gonna go contrary to you and say it means no. <gasps> oh shit. Yeah, sure. no. Because I know that whenever I'm like, yeah, 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 no. The last part's the important part. No. Right. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's like a a kiwi reverse because they're down under. It's like a reverse logic thing. Like how the commode water spins backwards. <laughs> right, right. Right. That's it. All right. Do you own a Bach? It's a fucking Bach. No, but I will one day. No, but I own a Beethoven and a couple of Mozarts. Been in my family for three generations, mate. Do you think that means like some beachfront property or something like that? I don't know. A Bach? Or no. I'm just going to say, uh, no, but I own a Beethoven and a couple of Mozarts, huh? <laughs> And I'm just going to say no, because right, I don't then. know what it means. No, no clue. Is New Zealand in Australia? No, New Zealand is a separate country. Fuck off. No, but it's in Austra- Australasia? Okay, Australasia. Or I always thought it was. Uh, no, but it's in Australasia. That's good. That's mm. good. I'm just going to go with that. Fuck off. Did it... I mean, that seems unkind, but did it work for you? I mean, I'm not wrong. I'm as Kiwi as the next Jaffa, it says. Yeah? DIY may be in your DNA, but the genes haven't seen fit to express themselves. You don't hold with the traditional New Zealand stereotypes, but you know that New Zealand's the most beautiful country on earth and that it's definitely not in Australia. And it's a bottom line. All right, then. I'm kind of a Kiwi, I guess. Well, you're apparently more Kiwi than (laughs) Miwi. My results are, you're not Kiwi. Why do you even take this quiz? You should be ashamed. I dare you to post the results on Facebook. Go on, I dare you. Wow. Apparently, I am not Kiwi at all. 
And they got like a little bit violent with you. A little bit, a little bit crass. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit crass with me. I D U. I mean, I'm a big fan. I um, like the stuff they do over there. So the, I'm, the I'm keys, the wees. You like both of those? Actually, I don't like kiwis. The bird or the fruit? The fruit. I'm fine mm. with the bird. The bird gets along just fine. Okay. But, but the, fruit, the fruit, you're like, get the fuck out of here, kiwi. Yeah, man. Get out of my fruit salad. Get out of anything. You're just a bunch of seeds and flavorless gel. Man, I love kiwis. Why? Why? Uh, what do you do with them? That flavorless gel is not flavorless, my friend. Oh, come on. <laughs> you so. sit on a throne of lies. I do, but the kiwis are still delicious. Do you peel the things or do you just eat it like a fuzzy fucking testicle? I mean, you could do that. If you're a psychopath, yeah. just bite right into a kiwi. So you do peel the things. It's a good idea, I think. Unless you like the taste of fuzz in your mouth. Blah, 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 blah. Ugh. Do you peel a peach? Are you a peach peeler? No. I just I'll bite into a peach. peach. Yeah, I'll I ain't get scared. some of that peach fuzz. Yeah, I ain't scared of mm-hmm. that. But a kiwi is a little bit more of a coarse animal. It is. It's Yeah. I think maybe, <laughs> maybe you could shave it down. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Still eat the skin. Maybe we need to invent invent the 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 kiwi shaver. Yeah, the dead and lovely kiwi (laughs) shaver. Maybe that's a perk on Patreon. All right, yeah. You know, if you give us two hundred dollars a month, we will figure out how to create a kiwi shaver, and we'll send it to you. There you go. On loan for two hundred dollars a month. Yeah, exactly right. (laughs) Exactly right. When you stop paying it, you have to send it back. That's right. That's how it goes. So I mean, you know, maybe you spend two hundred dollars one month, you shave all your kiwis, then you don't have to worry about it (laughs) in the future. You're like, there we go, done, and back to the post. (laughs) So Ben, we're talking brain dead. Yes, aka dead alive. Made in a nineteen and nineties vibe. Yeah, man. Uh, Made by Peter. And Jackson. Yeah, Pete Jackson he's known as. Yeah, this is a pretty big deal because he went on to direct some pretty big movies, including the Lord of the Rings trilogy. A Lord of the Ring. Yeah, and the Hobbit trilogy, which is a is lesser. Is not good. Yeah, by far. It's very bad, Pete. It's but not he's made good. he's made a lot of other good movies. He made a King Kong. He made, he made that King Kong that was a little long for me, but was a pretty faithful rendition of the original i like to call it king long king long and uh-huh. i call it king dong you king know what i'm talking about oh uh i'm not sure i get it okay well he comes in with his penis out and it's I like mean, real big considering how big he is it would just kind of by default be very large yeah but i uh, did you know is it bigger than it even should be did you know just for fun, that a gorilla, an erect male gorilla penis, three inches on average. No kidding. Yeah, our dicks are bigger than gorillas. So, well, if you ever see a gorilla getting all on you, just give him one of those thing like, out. there, that's an average human penis. What do you think about them solid four inches? <laughs> I'm the king of the jungle. I'm on top of the food chain. And they declare you king. <laughs> they give you a, a throne made of bananas. That's how we. That's how we rose to the top of the food chain, Steve. We were uh-huh, like, penises. I, got, I got this. I guess. Yeah, that's better than what you got, at least. Look at that. Oh, bless them. So, Steve, I assume this is not the first time that you've seen this movie. 
No, man. I saw this movie way back in 1999. Oh, wow. He's This was... I was back... Boom, 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 boom. From Maryville College, where I went for a semester after I graduated high school. Okay. I was back for Thanksgiving and ran into my pal, Matt Serbrook. And he was like, you want to come over to my brother's house and watch a movie with me? And I was like, yeah. And we got stoned and we watched Dead Alive. And I laughed the entire time. I loved it. I believe Immediately it. was just like, this is fun. Yeah. This is what I really love to see in a horror comedy. And uh, yeah, after that, it was just one of those things where if somebody had it or somebody hadn't seen it and they were like should well, i watch, we'll it? watch it yes yeah let's dude. watch that i can completely agree with all that shit this is one of the most perfect inebriated watches whether uh-huh. you just want to like kick back a few beers and maybe take a rip off the bong or something yeah. like that you will have a great time uh-huh. watching this movie it's not complicated at all no it's a very simple storyline not a lot of characters <laughs> not a lot of characters not a lot of characterization with like yeah. everybody's kind of just a pretty one-dimensional typical one-dimensional character you got that sort of jock guy who's always just talking about jock stuff the the girl who has basically no personality not really. Yeah. Her, she, she's kind of after the guy because her, her gypsy grandma yeah. dealt him the tarot cards that said that was the one. She's like, okay, I guess yeah, that's her the guy. only drive is the tarot cards told her to. Yeah. The but main she's guy. Adorable. Who, she's adorable. Yeah, she is. The main guy who's just clueless and does whatever people tell him and tries to maintain sanity. Yeah. Overbearing mom. Overbearing mom. The, the greedy lecherous uncle. greedy uncle. Yeah. Everybody's just kind of. And then, of course, the Kung Fu Priest, the character course, that has yeah. been around since, I don't know, Marlowe's day. Yeah, exactly. That's an archetype as old as time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kung Fu Priest. Kung Fu Priest. So this is really just a perfect <laughs> movie to put on any time that, you know, a, a horror fan wants to just chill and have a good time and have a laugh and also yeah. still be grossed the fuck out. Oh, yeah, because it's got such great... Uh, special effects Incredible. and such disgusting, gross stuff, and then that baby, that fucking baby. I want to yeah. talk about all of this stuff, Steve. <laughs> Holy shit! So the first time that I watched this movie was probably it was probably college days. I think this is one of those okay. ones that our, our good buddy Brandon Suttles showed me in college and he wisely was like, recommended. Oh yeah, and you know I'm quite sure he prefaced it with like, "This is the grossest movie ever made." It's like <laughs> it's. For yeah. a long time, it was literally the bloodiest movie ever made. Mm-hmm. It might still be one of. I mean, I know that like that that sequence in Kill Bill Part One. Yeah, it's had a ton of blood in it and so stuff. bloody. Yeah, but this is still one of the goriest, nastiest movies yeah. that I've seen. And I watched it back then, and I remember, I remember really liking it. But going into it this time, just remembering that I liked it. I don't think I remembered how much I liked it. Or maybe it's the <laughs> fact that I've watched so many other horror movies in between now and then that yeah. made me appreciate it in a completely different way. Yeah, it, it is one that the more movies you know that it's taking from, the more you seem to enjoy it. Instead of it, yeah. it instead of it upsetting you that it's obviously taking this from Evil Dead 2 or something, you're like, that's Evil Dead 2! You fucking nailed it! Yeah, absolutely so, man. It's like a tribute to a lot yeah. of other great horror flicks. I fucking love this movie. Yeah, me too. Like, it's seriously one of my favorite that I think we've done on this show, period. Full spoiler for the rest of the discussion. We both love this movie. Yeah, so if you're expecting us to, like, 
talk shit about it. That's yeah. probably not going to happen. I mean, the, uh, the shit I could talk about it is specifically just story stuff, but I think that the basic story works perfectly for what it's trying to put at the forefront, which is the comedy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's like there is kind of some substance to to some of this too. Like oh, yeah. this, this very easily could have just been, you know, these these people pick up this monkey from Skull Island, uh huh, bring it back to New Zealand. Nineteen was it fifty eight? Fifty eight. Yeah, and it ends up infecting a bunch of people, and it's just gore. Yeah. Like that could have been the whole movie. Yeah, you know, they're, but they're, they add a little bit of some in uh, family intrigue yeah. and some stuff about basically why Lionel is the way he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's enough depth there. Well, and this whole storyline of how, you know, he really lives under his his mom's thumb. Yeah. And his mom seems very jealous of any other female giving him attention. Yeah. And then he meets this chick that's really into him, but he feels a service to his mom. But We've all also, been there, right, guys? You know how it goes. Uh, you know how it goes. That I mean, I've seen people who were like that with their moms, I guess. But yeah. It, I grew up really, really tight with my mom, obviously, because I was fucking homeschooled. Yeah. She was like one of five people that I knew. Uh-huh. So I grew up really close to my mom. And, and you know, full disclosure, like whenever I met, whenever I met Kate, like... Mom did not like her at all. Okay, so you you can connect with Lionel oh, a yeah. little bit more. All right. Yeah, definitely so. So to me, it's like I watch this movie and I'm like, oh man, you know, Lionel's this like sheltered dude who's used to taking care of his mom and staying around the house all the time and stuff like this. And yeah. he meets this chick who, uh, you know, he's interested in, but his mom doesn't like her and stuff. Okay. It adds some depth to the story that like, honestly, they didn't have to add. No, they didn't, but it does improve the story. Yeah, absolutely. Just so, including man. a very basic bit of, uh, you know, resolution at the end. Otherwise, it would just be all this gross stuff happened at the end. Yeah, pretty much. And that gross stuff, as you said, is told in special effects that are they're fantastic. So and even when yeah. they're bad, it seems intentional and cute. Yeah. Well, this is a splatter film, Ben. Splatter. Splatter films uh, basically have their aesthetic roots in the French Grand Guignol Theater, mm. which we've talked about oh, yeah, before we talked about that. when talking about New French Extremity. Mm-hmm. Um, so Grand Guignol was basically in France. They would show these very macabre things that would get very bloody and like try to be as uh, graphic as possible. Sacre bleu. Yeah. And Mon dieu. That's what they would say. Mon dieu. Anyway, so this was like late 19th century. So as theater was using this in France and then it, it moved to England where it was admittedly a much milder version of what was going on in France where it was just you know, blood splatter and craziness. Mm-hmm. This eventually bled into film, specifically the one that it seems to trace back to the first appearance of gore is D.W. Griffith's Intolerance, Intolerance from 1916. I don't if know you don't anything kn- about this. If you don't know anything about Intolerance, Intolerance is D.W. Griffith's answer to uh, people's response to the birth of a nation which was his movie that he made that basically said that the KKK saved America. Yeah. Yeah. He made Intolerance. Ben, not as a way to be like, no, 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 I'm not racist, but as a way to get back at people who are intolerant of his beliefs. Oh, God, Does this sound familiar to you? No! (laughs) 
the more the, things the tolerate change, the more left over here to, can't tolerate people saying that I want to commit genocide of people of all different races and aren't white. Y'all should be tolerant. Of me Y'all need to be tolerant. All these brown people. Where's your tolerance? My God, man. Anyway. Oh God. So, <clears throat> fuck. I was wishing that was something that was new. Nothing no, is new. No, it's been there around for a long time. The sign, man. D.W. Griffiths and Cecil B. DeMille both used these real attempts at showing realistic mutilation of the human body. Ooh. And then, you know, it, of course, ended up pervading in stuff like Psycho and other things. But those those movies had more to them than a splatter film. The first true splatter film is considered to be Blood Feast, which was directed by Herschel Gordon Lewis in 1963 and the idea is just gore and blood and it doesn't have to be serious i feel like we have a copy of that here somewhere but i've never watched blood it. feast yeah. yeah you know m- movies like cannibal holocaust things okay. like that those are pretty much splatter films the cannibal holocaust takes itself a little more seriously the italians definitely love their their share of, of they gore do and stuff but the way you would most associate horror movies with splatter films of the past is the video nasties uh, in United Kingdom in the 1970s. A lot of those, a lot of that outrage and stuff came from splatter films. And now that was just basically a government mandated list of movies that were unfit to show. Yeah. Because they were just absolutely loathsome and disgusting and had no moral value to them. And it lasted on into the 90s. Like I heard that like they get like Britain got Texas Chainsaw Massacre in like 1993 or yeah. some shit like that. I movie mean, had never of course, been seen. there would have been people who had copies of it, sure, but right. yeah, it wasn't widely available. So yeah, the, the splatter films were a big part of why the video nasty list started getting created. And a lot of those movies were splatter films. And this was certainly on the video nasties list. Uh, oh yeah, this, yeah. this wouldn't have even in 92 probably wouldn't have gotten shown in in the united kingdom but what's funny is i I read a thing that said that like in new zealand they kind of gave this sort of a middle of the road like essentially a pg-13 type rating well it was it was because it was comically gory yeah and it it fit right in the new zealand sense of humor so and it also did well at can when they took it to the can film festival uh they sold distribution rights to 12 different countries after its first showing so it was a source of pride for new zealand but peter jackson had already made a couple movies before this they had just not really like this this movie didn't make anything in regards to the budget the budget was like three million and it made about two hundred and fifty thousand. but jesus it was that much of a flop that's yeah it was a pretty big flop but it was still like this great source of pride because it was it was so well known and well regarded by other people who saw it at Cannes and saw it in in their home countries but his other movies before that i mean bad taste was bad no budget i mean yeah he he started making that while still living with his parents he he uh, dropped out of school at 16 and started really? yeah, started working and using all of his money to buy film equipment. Whoa. He never went to film school or anything. He taught himself everything he no knew about kidding. filmmaking. Yeah. Dude, that's super badass. I didn't yeah. know that. He's, the first film he made was with a, a one of those, you know, a Super 8 that you hear about so many... Yeah, director like started with yeah the, the day, Coen yeah. brothers I, I believe and the Raimi Sam yeah, Raimi Sam Raimi yeah yeah 
a lot of people got involved in film bites, starting with Super 8s. He started with Super 8, and the first film he made was at 9. He made, like, a stop-motion version oh, of King Kong. Yeah, okay. I think I might have seen, like, a clip or something from uh, that floating around online. Yeah, and he, he just started making stuff and started learning how to make special effects and, and edit his own film and stuff and made bad taste uh, while living with his parents. And that, you know helped get him That's to amazing. meet the feebles and then this which inexplicably i mean not inexplicably because he he's obviously a good director it got him heavenly creatures which was i've never seen that oh you gotta see heavenly creatures so good yeah it's not horror is it uh it's true life murder okay but uh, I, I would say it's not a horror movie but it's horrific for okay, sure all right two little girls planning the murder of an adult all right then yeah and it's melanie linsky and oh shit what's her name from titanic kate winslet kate winslet yes really yeah damn i need to watch that i guess yeah that was his 19 he came out like two years after this and then he did the frighteners or something yeah and then the frighteners which like yeah he he was able to move from from this to bigger budget but like and, and Heavenly Creatures is not a splatter film at all. It's like a very ser- serious film. He moved from these three sort of wacky films to something serious. Well, that's the thing, though, is like you can watch this movie and say, even if you didn't like it, even if you thought it was just gross, even if it didn't make a lot of money, right? you can still watch it and be like, this guy knows how to make a movie. Oh, yeah. He knows how to make a movie. Yeah. Definitely. So it was one of those things that I was thinking about earlier. I was looking at his filmography, and I was like, how did he get from this to yeah. you should handle maybe the biggest the movie trilogy in history? The thing that blew my mind was he got into Lord of the Rings by seeing the Ralph Bakshi cartoon. He, not the he, books. Yeah, not the books. And that no came kidding. out when he was like 17. That Bakshi cartoon is it was awesome. cool. Yeah. It's all rotoscoped yeah. and stuff. The animation is crazy. Yeah. Really, though, that's how he got into it. Yeah, so he it wasn't even something he was... The only thing he seemed to have been obsessed with for the longest time was film that's awesome so he just focused on it his whole life i didn't know that story that he had dropped out of school and was just like no this is what i'm doing we yep. teach yourself how to do the rest of it. my life this is it that's one of those things that you know you hear sometimes people say like don't even have a backup plan don't go to school for that parachute thing right where it's like by it, saying it is a bad i have a backup idea. plan it's saying i expect to fail yep you know don't expect to fail yeah whereas when you're like I have invested my life into this one thing. Dude, yeah. I fucking invest my life into playing music. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of other marketable skills beyond that, you know? You're a people person. You're a people person, I guess. Yeah. I guess that goes a long way. I don't know how to market that, though. Uh, you know what I mean? But I, I've never had a backup plan. Yeah. It's, it's never been like, well, if this is a workout, I'll blah, blah, blah. My backup plan is a uh, huge debt, basically. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds intriguing. It wasn't fun. <laughs> that just I goes learned to sh- a lot. But. It goes to show you that that... Kind of works out sometimes, you know? I mean, barring, There's you know... There's no reason it shouldn't. I mean, just people like... If you tell somebody in a small town, like, I want to be an actor, they're like, well, you're not going to be Tom Cruise. And it's like, okay, well, I don't... I don't Tom have Cruise to be. isn't the only person in Hollywood who makes a career out of just acting. A lot of <laughs> people do, one. in fact. And they, like, you couldn't name them if you had to. Because you don't care, but that's fine. They still get paid, yeah. and they still have a career where they get to do the thing they love. So, but when yeah, you don't you have the do backup, it, do it. and when you don't have the backup plan, it makes you 
invest 100% of energy yep. in what you're doing because it's yeah. literally your only chance. Right. And then, you know, the shit jobs you have to work along the way to do it are no big deal to you because you're focused on the thing you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. That's how it goes, man. So you said that this had a budget of like three million bucks? Three million bucks, yeah. How'd they make the special effects and gore and stuff so sick? Well, I mean, uh, a lot of tax incentives and, and, and breaks, like, you know, they got some money from the New Zealand Film Advisory Board, I think. There is money out there in some of these smaller countries to That's make true. films yeah. that are, it's less competitive than it would be in America or, or England, where you got a lot of people who are aspiring to be a filmmaker. So, you know, they just took advantage of the things they were, and they, you know, he already had two movies under his belt that had been met with some positive reviews and, and, you know, again, I don't think either of those made money over budget, but they, they showed that they had this New Zealand filmmaker who could be something. And again, like there's, there's some support there among the New Zealand creative community of just like, well, if you can be good, let's try to make you the best so that everybody's like, look what New Zealand can do. Yeah, right. Well, that kind of worked out for him, didn't it? Yeah, and it could work out for every country. It, it used to work out. Back yeah. when countries would compete to be like, we're the most intelligent country or we're the <laughs> be- we produce the best arts. Now it's like, no, we got the most money. We're the most racist. Yeah, we're more racist than you are. No way. <laughs> oh, I even hate myself. Hold my beer. <laughs> my god man i actually have never seen bad taste or meet the peoples when we did the most recent streaming chat i tried to get bad taste in there but nobody voted for it <laughs> what did you guys end up watching we watched a movie called phantom of the mall phantom eric's revenge of the mall what uh-huh. is that about um, you know Phantom of the Opera? I do. Do you know how malls were popular in the 80s? We've discussed this already. Put that yeah. together. That sounds great. Oh, also, um, for some reason, the guy is an acrobat. I'm on board. Right. Was it as awesome as what I'm thinking it is? Um, It had Max Dad in it from Always Sunny. Okay. I'm, so, again, yeah, I'm still on board pretty, with this. Pretty dope. That sounds amazing. Then we watched something i think kate said y'all watch shocking dark shocking dark okay i have to admit i don't remember a bit of shocking dark because (laughs) phantom of the mall was so bad i got through three drinks by the time we got to the vote for oh we didn't even vote on shocking dark you've been in your spirit didn't you yeah i don't remember it at all just uh, vodka soda. Yeah. Dying it up. You know, I am I'm, I'm think I'm seriously going to join you on your basic bitchdom here. Uh, remember last year I had that spree where I was on where I was like, I'll only drink beer if I'm on the show. Right. Or if like I'm at a brewery. Yeah. I think I'm going to get back on that train. Yeah. I was looking back at videos from this like run that we did and I'm like, look flabby. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Look flabby. I you might have like body it. dysmorphia. You know? <laughs> you see that that lamp right there? Yeah. Does it look flabby to you? Yeah, it's looking... The, yeah. Look how wide the base is. Oh, yuck, right? Ugh. Think you could trim that thing down a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, we'll trim... The, we'll shave it down. I'd like if this lamp had about 10 pounds less on it, I think. I just want everything to be uh, just tighter. Just tighter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I have been like fucking beering a lot. Yeah, a I lot get it. Lately. Yeah, and that's that's what I've found is man, beer is just if Delicious. you drink a six, it's it's amazing. You drink a six pack of beer though, you're getting like 
fifteen hundred calories. Yeah, almost. I mean that's that's tomorrow's meals. Yeah, that's yeah, that's as many calories as I try to get in a day. Like, man, they should put that on on beer. Like that should be the slogan: "Tomorrow's meals today." <laughs> <laughs> and that would win me over. I'd be like, oh, I gotta grab this yeah, six pack. It's like it's so funny. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's go ahead and crack so Let's up, do it. Another call in here. Now, I was just at this establishment there the other day when we were in Asheville. This is a Wicked Weed Brewing Watermelon Dragon Fruit Burst. Oh. Session Sour. I like a sour. I like watermelon. I, I think I like dragon fruit. I, I don't know. I don't know. I've had dragon fruit flavored beverages. I'll tell you what I had for the first time. We were at a sushi restaurant and uh, old Seth Rosenblum ordered a lychee martini oh yeah I've holy had some shit lychee it's good stuff. i haven't had a lychee martini but i have had some lychee stuff it was a delight it was kind yeah. of like a less sweet pineapple or something mm, it was really it's good it's got a little bit of floral to it but a little bit yeah so i was at wicked weed there the other day with my with with the boys with the boys with the boys yeah that sounds right then i had one of those black angel sours that they have other god it's so good we were at the funkatorium oh, okay funkatorium you know and of course i went to burial too because it's yeah the king of kings the lord of lords lord of lords yeah holy so holy holy is his name i had one of these here watermelon dragon fruit whatevers uh while we were watching godzilla oh it smells all fruity it dude this is a total lawnmower beer right here it is nice and watermelony and uh a little bit sour it's a little bit tart it's nice right that's like a watermelon Jolly Rancher, and I'm loving it. Right? Yeah. I'm very okay with it. It's yeah. kind of the opposite of that bile acid sour. Like, it's yeah, just got no, a nice tartness it, to it. It's just got a nice tartness to it, and and it smells like watermelon, and then tastes... I'm assuming that tastes as dragon fruit. Mm, that's so good. Which, the smell of watermelon, the taste of dragon fruit, and that natural sourness, I think they've combined to create a watermelon jolly rancher it's delicious as a drink and i love it and a slightly dry almost white whiny aftertaste mm-hmm. like after you swallow it's it super it's sweet. not very sweet no yeah like initially when you taste it and you smell it you think it's very sweet and then you swallow it and it's like oh yeah it's actually it's really dry a yeah. little bit dry mm-hmm. it's delightful that's great i think that's really really yeah. good wicked weed does awesome shit if you're mad at them because they have big, big distribution you might be a redneck. You might. Well, no. Rednecks love big, big distribution, distribution beers. You might fun. not be a redneck. Maybe that should be our new That should be yeah. our new thing. You might not be a redneck. If you buy your beer from a company that's German and runs out of St. Louis, you might not be a redneck. If you think that health care is a right, not a privilege, you might not be a redneck. You might not be a redneck. Wait. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so oh, many man. negatives in there. Yeah, there really is. That's a good beer, though. Yeah, I'm scared of that. Now, this here is a funny fucking movie. It is. It's a gory, disgusting movie, but it made me laugh so much. I mean, a I, man was, I was fights this a movie. baby. Dude, I'm telling you, man. It's like if you just gloss over my notes of when I was watching this, and yeah. I, I had also been, I'd also been in my cups a little bit. I'd yeah. been in my cups watching this movie. And you just read through my notes here, uh, you know, towards the last parts of the movie. It's just ridiculous how much awesome shit goes on, especially, again, the last 30 or 40 minutes of this movie. Guy gets ribcage ripped out, <laughs> face rip, neck bite, guts rip, 
Zombies everywhere. Guy ripped in half with skeleton legs. Amazing. <laughs> Fist through woman's head. Zombie feast. A kung fu priest rips off a man's arms, then kicks off his lower half, then kicks his head up in the air. Dude, my notes for that section are kung fu priest, arm rip, times two, leg rip, head kick, head bites him, impaled. Like, why would you not want to watch this movie? I don't know. I a, don't know. A guy beats a baby against a swing set. Yeah. All and punches the, all in the face. All trying to play it off as normal. Because there are other people there. <laughs> and that's what cracks me up, is this whole movie, Lionel, is trying to act like everything's okay. Yeah, he's the straight man. He's like a, such a good straight man, too, where he's just trying to pretend everything's okay. Nothing's the matter. Yeah. I've got, the, I've got this under control. I, I have four zombies in my house, but I'm drugging them. It's fine. Yeah, everything's totally fine. It's normal. <laughs> Dude, that guy, the guy playing Lionel, I think is incredible. And the only way I could think to describe him is if if Bruce Campbell and Buster Keaton had a baby in yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. There's so much Buster Keaton to what this guy yeah. does. His physicality. There's so his much. His dryness. Uh-huh. Dude, Buster Keaton, if you guys are listening to this and you don't know, Buster Keaton was a phenom. He was. Those old Buster Keaton flicks did all, are all of his own stunts. He was the Jackie Chan of his day. Yeah. Old Stoneface, they called him. Yeah. Because he was just always the straight man. It's all these crazy, wild things that be going on around him. Yeah, and he just wasn't perturbed by them yeah and that's exactly how this is like never once is he like you've come back from the dead no never never he doesn't even deal with that his zombie mom eats paquita's dog and she runs in she's like your mother ate my dog he pulls the tail out of her mouth and says the whole thing not all of it not all of it (laughs) like his ability just to maintain composure and act like everything is just fine Mm -hmm makes this so much funnier yeah. than it would have been if he was freaking out the same way. We're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know? When he's just running in place in front in all that blood. It's Bugs Bunny. He's just like... It's total Looney Tunes. Looking behind him. Yeah. Over and over. I love that. It's so funny. I feel, though, that like with these with these kinds of movies, which I put this in the same hood as like, you know, like Evil Dead 2. Uh-huh. I think there's a lot of similarities, I think, yeah. between those two movies. Uh-huh. They both kind of feel like if an incredibly talented, like, eight-year-old, six-year-old got to make a movie. Where it's just like, <laughs> let's make it gross. Let's yeah. make... And then he punches the baby. And then the priest rips the guy's arms off. And, and then a man punches through a lady's head. And then she eats the food and it comes out her neck and it's grody. Yeah. And it's making squishy noises. Like, there's something about and it that feels... the priest and the nurse have sex. Yeah, he's diddling her under the table and stuff. <laughs> It's just all this, like, dirty, dumb, gross. Yeah. Gross for the sake of being gross stuff that Uh is just so childish and dumb, and I love it. Yeah. This movie is just fun the whole time. Hilarious, man. It's so funny. And, dude, I swear, man, the Kung Fu Priest is... I kick ass for the Lord. I kick ass for the Lord. (laughs) And then he goes... (laughs) (laughs) Like, all of his Kung Fu noises... Just all these ridiculous sounds that he makes while he's fighting. And then yeah. while he's like, he's like doing the super hyper kicks and it's making all the classic kung fu noises. Uh-huh. That's straight Looney Tunes shit. It's so <laughs> funny. Of all the things that could have happened in this, Kung Fu Priest is the thing I expected the least. Yeah, I mean, why would you ever expect Kung Fu Priest? <laughs> but you should. I kick ass for the Lord. <laughs> 
my god man but then it's like you said earlier his his bravado yeah it's uh, yeah his 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 just pure hubris and showmanship end up getting him killed because that flying kick he could have he could have killed that zombie any number of ways but he kicked his head straight up in the air and it lands back down on his neck and gets him bit how about the preceding scene where the punks are kind of like assaulting lionel in the graveyard And the guy goes to piss on his mom's grave, and yeah. his mom grabs him Zombie by the dick, dick grab. and pulls him down onto the grave. And then, like, there's just this inexplicable just like ripping out his guts or yeah. something. Yeah, and it looks like he's like just kind of gyrating all over the grave, and there's but blood, blood just is just spraying, blood. just spraying everywhere, <laughs> dude. It's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, this movie is it's equal parts ridiculous and gore. But the gore never hits you as gross as much as funny. Like it's it, just it's just silly. It's so it's over the silly, top, ridiculous. Like even like you never feel bad about anything you're seeing. No, you know what I mean. Like when you see like well, one thing. Yeah, when the uncle is gonna rape Paquita. Okay, well, yeah, that's yeah. not fun. No, for anybody. He gets his own though. He gets kicked in the balls like eight thousand times by Yeah. Movie. And does end up dying. Yeah. It's just wonderful. But yeah, that that's the one scene that I would say eh, Okay, yeah. Maybe not out. not amusing to Especially see. Especially because after that there's the scene of him like chopping up the zombies like sped up. And oh, it's real right. funny, but it's like, well it's less he's funny because he's a rapist. Yeah. So less good now. Yeah. That's good now. But yeah, that that's about the only part. Yeah. What do you think about those disgusting dinner scenes? There's two, there's two dinner scenes in the movie in particular. I think the second one is less disgusting than the first. The first one, she, like, all that shit shoots out into the custard. When the and Wellington he, Welfare League is over yeah. there, right? And he, he eats it. And, like, I'll tell you the most disgusting part of it all right. is... He bites down on the spoon and it makes such a loud, it's a loud scrape click. noise it's against... It's pretty hard. That was, I was just like, oh, God, your teeth, man. <laughs> That's one of those things that drives Kate crazy, too. When yeah. she was like steel-hitting teeth, she's just like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'll tell you what I thought the grossest thing of that whole ordeal was. So, yeah, they're having this dinner. His mom... Lionel's mom is like starting to change at that point. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Ugh, like she's really trying to <laughs> struggling to get the words out. Yes. The guy that cracks me up is the the dude that's there with the welfare league. It's like, yeah, I think we need another war. Oh, yeah. Like he's just a fucking <laughs> idiot. Just some dumb bastard. Yeah. Oh my God, man. Oh, nice creamy custard. Just the way I like it. <laughs> but dude, there's that part where they're having dinner and they're having like, it, it looks like meat and beans and potatoes or something yeah a, a baked bean is more common as a side in other places anything british influence i guess right yeah they like a baked bean yeah but they like the 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 can the heinz From baked beans really yeah uh. they're big fans of that that's like the traditional uh english breakfast i don't know that new zealand is big fans of that but the traditional english breakfast yeah the yeah. The, the beans, beans on toast it are heinz beans gross yeah. Here in the, how do, how do you say it in the stites? Here in the stites. Here in the stites. <laughs> <laughs> a baked bean is really mainly just an accompaniment for a barbecue. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, or, you're only or, making baked beans or a cookout. Beans. You know, any kind of cookout. You'll have a baked yeah. bean with burgers. But like though that. 
I mean, from my experience with Southern people, most of their baked beans are straight out of a goddamn can. Pretty much. Yeah. Maybe they'll add more sugar to them. Yeah, they add more sugar That's to the them. That's the secret. Or more ketchup. More ketchup and Ugh. sugar. Fucking gross. Yeah. I don't like any of that shit, man. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of that. I do like baked beans, but it, I have to make them myself from yeah. scratch. And, and yeah, you don't want them to have that much ketchup and Ugh. sugar in them. Which is to say sugar and sugar. Yeah, because ketchup sugar. is just a ton of sugar. Just fucking ton of sugar. <laughs> but, dude, that scene where they're having their dinner and the zombie mom, like, reaches over and, like, steals the woman's meat off yeah. of her plate. <laughs> and then immediately Lionel is like, you can have some of my beans and starts tipping food yeah. off of his own plate yeah, onto her plate. he's just trying to cover it up. Just like, here you go. Which is disgusting. Yeah. Offering, just scraping food off of your own plate yeah. onto her plate. And then... The dumbass guy is like, I'll have some of those, son. Yeah. And like pushes his own plate out, like, give me some of those. Passing too. around the beans. So gross. For, me, for some reason, that was so gross. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't specifically know why, because, like, I share drinks and food with people all yeah. the fucking time. Like, I don't really care. But the idea of shoveling beans off of your own plate onto somebody else's, just scraping them off. Are you a big fan of beans? Not much, no. Okay, I'm starting to get it. All right. All right. Starting to put right. two and two together right here. Yeah. 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 But then the fact that that, that other dude was like, oh, if somebody's son. Because I was just thinking, yeah, I'm, no, I'm with him. If somebody's giving away their beans, I mean. It's up to you. Right you here. Them. Put them in this guy. Oh, and before that, the mom like peels that part of her oh, face off and Lila oh, glues it back gosh. on. Oh, It's so gross, dude. But you have the second scene where the the custard or whatever is just coming out of the the nurse's throat yes oh and then the nurse and the the priest just start fucking <laughs> just start fucking and that's after two like the uh the zombie punk guy rams uh-huh. his spoon void through his is his head. name yeah, yeah. Void. rams his spoon through his own uh-huh. head and i think it's maybe the mom like reaches over and, like grabs the the fucking i guess brain, brain tissue or yeah. whatever off the back of the spoon from the back of his head and eats it <laughs> and he gets all jealous and upset that's the thing the zombies in this aren't really like typical zombies at all no, they're, they're not like they're children not frantic feeders they're not uh romero they're, shufflers they're, they're like, like children yeah. yeah a year and a half year old children yeah basically. But that are also like horny and want to fuck all the time i guess right yeah so a little bit different yeah but, i mean the way yeah the way they act is basically like they don't know any better and they are just always hungry yeah and he's just like babysitting them basically uh-huh. i mean i mean in a way that's almost infantile where it's like all yeah. you fucking do is feed these things yeah that's true huh that's interesting i was thinking this is right at the end of the zombie heyday heyday before it gets you know brought back by 28 days later and this is yeah this is really the exposure of the zombie where it's just like well aren't they really just like big babies like how scary are they really until they get in a big enough group yeah so yeah Hmm. this is sort of a deconstruction of the zombie up to that point that's pretty cool jackson like uh, this movie there's a reason why people trusted him with bigger projects after this for real because it just shows that he knows what he's doing for real man the zombie lore is a little yeah it's, it's a iffy. little it's a little iffy there's a yeah. couple people it's get a turned contagion into... for sure we yeah. get it from uh, a sumatran rat monkey mm-hmm. which 
is claymation, it seems, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, the claymation monkey is just ridiculous. When his yeah. mom stomps its head, too, yeah. it's just like <laughs> so gratuitous. And it goes on and on. Dude, and then the zookeeper is like holding the corpse over Paquita's feet and just dripping blood all over yeah. her feet and stuff. <laughs> it's just so gross and dumb, man. It really is. But a bunch of people in this don't get bitten, but they still get turned. Right. And then also there's the super hyper-fast zombie baby gestation. It's not explained, and also, I don't give a fuck. No, it doesn't matter. That it doesn't within matter. Within one day, it becomes a fully grown baby, but then doesn't grow again. I guess <laughs> not. What? <laughs> Yeah, don't care. Don't I really care. Don't it doesn't care. matter. He Dude, rips through a lady's face. That zombie baby it is amazing. Fun. And, and again, fun. that whole thing where it's like he suddenly is in the care of this zombie baby and he's like, I guess I need to act normal. Yeah, you got to take this baby on a stroll. That's where you take babies to the park. Yeah. And he's like observing other mothers with their babies. Yeah, and they're trying little, to do what they do. Yeah. He's like, okay, you rock it and you shake a little... Uh, stuffed animal in front's face. Only I love that POV shot where you see the baby has like barbed wire in front of it <laughs> in the little stroller, and All then right. he, he he does the thing where he like loses control of it. It hurdles down that hill. Baby goes all tumbling out. <laughs> and it's just like a man. It's a full-grown man. It's just man. a full-grown man in a, with a baby mask on. Yeah. But then they show it so like spottily that like it doesn't really matter. Again, no. even when the effects are bad, it's fun. So... I thought this the entire time. Every time I would see the baby, I would think that baby looks like the baby from Dinosaurs. Oh my God. And Dinosaurs came out a year before this came out. No kidding. So do you think any of the design of that baby affected how they made the baby? It totally looks like not the mama. Yeah. It looks like that's what they were going for. Like, that's what they were making fun of. Yeah. Just like, that's so stupid. We have to make fun of it. Let's make a about zombie that. fuck baby. Yeah. And have it just be this mischievous little character. Huh. It adds to the comedy and definitely seems to be... I don't think... Okay. I think everything in this, all the comedy Peter Jackson is embracing. He's saying like, no, I like this physical style of comedy. And yeah, I, I like all it. this. It's, it's live action, gory Looney Tunes. Yeah, sometimes. it's just silly. It's ridiculous. And dude, like in addition to all this ridiculous shit, there is some gore that is like top notch. There's that yeah. one zombie. I mentioned him in my notes there a second ago and I was reading him. That is like... He's a torso with like skeleton meat legs and he's kind of dragging himself <laughs> yeah. across. Dude, that looks absolutely grisly. Yeah. It looks phenomenal. Yeah, it does. It so looks awesome, so good. Man. And the the intestines, lungs, heart. Oh, dude, that creature. fucking thing. It's so great. It looks awesome. Yes. Uh, I try to remember who that like comes out of. It comes of. out of Void. Out of Void? Yeah. Okay, so after he's like killed, will his gut still burst forth from him mm-hmm. and have a mind and life of their own? And at one point, like, it checks itself out in the mirror. Yeah. Just it gives like, itself hey. a look like, oh, hey. It doesn't have eyes. <laughs> Dude, and it's like, again, man, we've said this many times on the show, the fact that somebody made the decision that... Yeah. Well, it should walk by a mirror and check itself out with right. its non-existent eyes. That's funny. That's hysterical. It's a choice. Yeah. yeah. It's and not like, oh, we're dumb. We don't realize that. It's like, no, no, no. We get it. And that's why it's funny. Yeah. Like, and, and again, that's why some people are better at being funny than others. I yes. would have never thought to have done that. No. You know? No, that's silly as God, shit. God, it's so fucking silly, man. It's great. 
And uh, of course, we've got the the, the world famous lawnmower scene, which, which is, is so much longer ridiculous. than I remember. Every time I see it, it's just it lasts like, forever. Oh, he's just still grinding up zombies with a lawnmower. Yeah, that's one of those that I remember seeing on like really, really, really early days YouTube, where uh-huh. you just go and look up, you know, bloodiest, goriest horror scene, bloodiest yeah. murder, or whatever. And that one was always on there. I think I saw that scene before I saw the movie. Yeah. Then I was like, God damn, this movie. I gotta see that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because he walks in with a push lawnmower, which was predated earlier in the movie. When yeah, no, yeah, they foreshadowed it and even had the um, after as he went out, his his mom said. Does this look like a well-maintained frontage? <laughs> Which like I think is hilarious. Frontage. It looks great. But yeah, then he's like mowing and they have the shot of the lawnmower go Under over the, the camera. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. And he straps that lawnmower to himself to clear out a house full of zombies. <laughs> and it's it's just unbelievable. It's glorious. I think it's uh, so great. I want to say they said what was the number? It was between like 300 and 500 liters of blood. Oh, wow. Were used for that scene. And apparently during some parts of it, blood was shooting at him at a rate of five gallons a second. <laughs> per second. Five gallons. That's awesome. And it's also... Five gallons they shot at him. <laughs> I shot him five gallons. <laughs> five gallons. But dude, it's like, it's all... It just turns into this like slurry of gore. Yeah. It's blood and it's purple and it's yellow and it's pus yeah. and it's nasty disgusting and it's hilarious just funny the whole time oh my god dude it's so fantastic we do have to talk about the i guess the the depth of the plot which is the oedipus complex sort of thing okay, going on yes this is yeah. definitely definitely a thing I, yeah. I wish that i had some kind of like fucking freudian union uh fraser and niles crane scholars here to really break yeah. it down for you but there is a lot of mother son well you've got me fraser crane <laughs> sherry niles sherry niles i can't do fraser um so yeah there's this like you know domineering mother who the want of the love from her son yeah who wants her son to only love her over all women and, and thinks that no woman can be good enough for him because she's the best thing for him. Yeah, but we also find out un unrelated to Freud's Oedipus complex that she's a murderer who killed yeah. um his dad in front of her. Yeah, that's a turn you find out there. In front of him, movie. yeah. Yeah, because the whole movie he'd been having these flashbacks about when his dad drowned and yeah. stuff. And uh, killed a mistress or something, too. Yeah, he killed the mistress as well. So there's a there's a little bit of a twist on it where it's not it's not necessarily that uh, he wants to fuck his mother and kill his father. It's that his mother killed his father and he's obsessed with that moment. But she wants him to return back to the womb, which is basically like the you know, big ending of the movie is that her stomach rips open and he falls into what used to be her womb. She's now like a weird monster, monster thing. creature, yeah. which looks great. Looks and amazing. That's a suit, right? I, I, I guess I have no idea. Honestly, it's one of those things where at that point I was so engrossed. I wasn't even thinking, yeah. how did they do it? I was just watching it being like, this is fucking Cause awesome. Because when it shows them going up the stairs, I was just like, I think that's that's either a suit or a, a real big puppet. I mean, it'd be hard to make an animatronic walk up stairs. Yeah, yeah I don't think it was an animatronic. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that whole thing where he re-enters the womb and 
busts out of her like a, yeah, a, a with second his, birth. With that necklace thing Amulet that thing, doesn't yeah. really have much meaning to it, except it is like the amulets on the tarot card. Yeah. Again, not explained. Also, don't care. Doesn't matter. Yeah, none of that. Like, the depth of the story is just like, he, his mother is domineering and he needs to assert himself and he learns to do that. Yeah. And also right? zombies and gore. Also lots of zombies and gore. It's, uh, it works for me. You don't, sometimes a story can be as simple as possible and the characters can be just tropes. And nothing more. And, and that's fine. And that's fine. Yeah, dude. The, I, well, you're you know, just again, it's like showing off what you can do. It's it's that kind of thing where he said sometimes it's like, yeah, fucking filet mignon and truffle oil and foie gras is amazing, but sure, you know, sometimes I just want Taco Bell like cheesy gordita crunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like sometimes a fucking cheap egg roll from a Chinese place is exactly what you need. Yeah, that's and all perfect. there is to it. Yeah, sometimes that's it. Oh man, it's so good. What do you think about that that Nazi veterinarian? Yeah, that was weird. What I, the fuck is going on there? This I don't is know. one of the first points in the movie where I was truly like, "What the fuck now?" Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm I, that just. I guess they thought it would be funny, and I mean, I, guess I think it's, it's funny. It's funnier than what the alternative of him just being some dude. I just wonder if there's something that. I am unaware of because I don't know anything about yeah, post World I was War thinking, New Zealand. Was like, there some like conspiracy theory that you know Nazis fled to New Zealand yeah. to escape the Nuremberg trials? Yeah, because the thing is, is you hear about all these stories where yeah, in South America or Central yeah, America, or that you know uh, former Nazi scientists became U.S. scientists. Well, and that's not that's true. So that's not even conspiracy oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. theory. No, yeah. it's not a theory at that all. That happened, uh, but you know, it's like the the idea that maybe. We had these Nazis come over here that acted as doctors and surgeons and stuff like this. Maybe in New Zealand, the best job he could get was being a vet. And that's why that's funny. <laughs> you know? That is funny. I but mean, he looks so he weird. He looks like the damn, uh, the old professor in Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> he does. He looks like him. He does. And he's and like Nightmare drooling? Before Christmas came out around this time. So that's just, Shit, I guess they so. must have been, they must have both been working off of. I mean, because they kind both of kind of look like the Nazi guy in Doctor Strangelove. I've never seen Doctor Strangelove. Do huh? I know. You should. You should watch Doctor. I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad boy. You are. You are. That's true. But you should also watch Doctor Strangelove while being a bad boy. Oh Lord of mercy! Yeah. But dude, he he goes in. Lionel goes in there to get the tranquilizers. He's like, my papers were taken when my family was occupied. Blah blah yeah. blah. And then just just totally casually, his sleeve rips, and he's wearing a Nazi armband. Yeah. The fuck? Why? And then I, he never comes know. back. Never comes back. Never plays into it at all. Yeah, I don't know. It was a probably an attempt at comedy that maybe made more sense in 1992 New Zealand. Yeah. Again, I wish I knew more about that. Yeah, me too. Uh, myself, I just think it's just a what the fuck weird funny moment it's yeah it's odd and if that's all they were going for was a non sequitur funny joke it worked for me yeah totally does it what do you think about the soundtrack of this flick steve i think it's awesome <laughs> it's i very love good. the soundtrack man it's fun there's so many moments in it that uh you know how we, we talked about how a lot of times successful soundtracks don't tell you how to feel about what's going on they just 
complement or match what is right. already going on. The soundtrack in this movie almost feels more like a soundtrack to a silent movie where it is very much yeah. telling you what's going on. Yeah. I yeah, I would say this movie at no point shies away from telling you exactly what's going on. Yeah, totally. And but that's again, fine. It still does it perfectly acceptably where you're just like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. You spent the the funeral as time for exposition that it's halfway through the movie, but it's still like still works. P.S. That embalming scene where they're embalming the mom. <laughs> well, that's why it keeps working is because they keep intercutting all this other action that's going on that makes you forget that like, okay, well, you know, we also have to set up this story mm-hmm. of like, you know, this is why everybody thinks it's weird that he's so obsessed with his mom, etc. Uh, but the whole time that's going on, yeah, you got this disgusting embalming scene where it's oh, just popping man. out of her eyes and everything. Dude, yeah, it like overinflates and her eyes are like bugging out and there's all this <laughs> green fluid. Also love, too, that they were embalming her during this funeral service. Yeah, you got to do this like at the exact last second. Like as if that's what would happen. That makes zero <laughs> sense. Is also hilarious. Also, that Peter Jackson is the embalmer's assistant. I didn't notice that. He uh-huh. is, huh? Okay. Yeah. He doesn't really do anything. He just kind of like eeps and then gets smacked in the face. Eep. Yeah. But that's fucking Peter Jackson yeah. in All the right. movie. He's unrecognizable without his beard and stuff. Yeah. And I like too that like the fact that she gets over full and her <laughs> eyes bug out and stuff. Yeah. Means the rest of the movie she can look like this like melted, puffy, yeah. weird, nasty And then becomes thing. just a full on monster. Oh my yeah. god, dude. It's so fantastic. Yeah, I love the soundtrack in this. I did think that some of the audio was kind of strange, but maybe it's because we were watching... I think you and I both watched the same rip that's on YouTube. If you look up Brain Dead it, Uncut, there's like a 1080p rip on yeah, YouTube. That's I think great. it was a quality rip. I think those are just general... Because I remember watching it the first time. Yeah. There were some issues. There's some issues with the audio, which makes sense when you're spraying blood everywhere that you might end up with some audio issues at the end of the day. For sure, yeah. A lot of the movie felt like ADR to me. Yeah, it probably was. You know? Yeah, they probably had to go back in, especially with like, (laughs) you know, all the people in the the zombie makeup and stuff. I bet it sounded pretty crunchy in those rooms. Oh my God, dude. Probably a lot of wet slapping and splatter. Yeah, so ADR was the way to go. And I will say too, there is a little bit of like fun depth to this that isn't necessarily all that important but if you watch for it it's there like yeah. all the tarot card stuff that happens with the grandma at the uh-huh. first of it all kind of comes true in a weird way yes like, it does you know she's looking for the black knight and the first time she meets lionel he's buying black knight licorice that's right. when he like knocks over in the shop uh-huh he's like i'll just have one of these and then he knocks the whole fucking thing over like an idiot <laughs> uh and, and of course the the sign of the sun and the moon and all that jazz yeah so it's kind of fun that unnecessarily there is this stuff added in that well, if you watch for it but the, you'll find it there's just something about like i've said before i love supernatural horror movies yeah. and stuff like that but i don't believe in any of that stuff that's why it's fun that's why it's fun for me and there's something about if you put an old person and tarot cards at a dimly lit table I'm already kind of in. I'm already like, okay, this is going to be exactly what I want it to be. Um, And so when they do that, I'm already like, I'm already like, okay, that's the story. That's what's going to happen. And you get to see it play out. 
without being overt about it. She's not like when he comes walking in, she's not like the the Black Knight or Knight of Swords or whatever. Like mm-hmm. she's just like she recognizes it but doesn't say anything and then she delivers the food the next time. And so there's like a good reveal to it. I I think they did a good uh, and and this is written um by a few people but particularly written by Fran Walsh, uh-huh. who has worked with Peter Jackson on almost all of his screenplays. Oh, no shit. Yeah, including all of the, the Lord of the Rings yeah, movies. Yeah, I recognize the name. Yeah. So, That's pretty cool, man. Uh, Fran Walsh has basically, I, I think, been able to take Peter Jackson's ideas and always sort of drive them into a nice clean format behind every great man <laughs> well they i mean they've they've been an item since 1987 oh no yeah. really yeah they have uh Badass. I didn't they've know never that. like confirmed a marriage or anything but they've been together since 87 but yeah i, I think she, she's able to like take these ideas and, and make them fit story beats and that's awesome that's why these this movie i think works really well other than the great directing is just that the story progresses as it's supposed to. Yeah. Like, it all gets wackier and wackier until it all gets as wacky as possible. And then the confrontation that he has with the thing that he's needed to confront the whole time, which is his fear of his mother. I mean, it, it all plays out well for a movie that didn't need all that. Yeah. I, I <laughs> didn't totally, even I totally have to agree. have all that. This was something... I mean, we're we're closing up, and I forgot to say this about when I was talking about Peter Jackson. After they did Bad Taste, he and uh, Fran Walsh and, and a few other people, they would just sit and like write out story ideas. Mm. And one of the scripts they wrote was a spec script for a Nightmare on Elm Street sequel. No way. I would love to read that. Holy shit, is that script out there anywhere? I, I don't, I couldn't find it. I mean, maybe. But would, would this have been for a potential part two? Or like where in the series was this? Well, it would have been in the late 80s. So yeah, it would have probably been a potential part later three series, or yeah. four or maybe even five. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. I would love to read that and see what they thought would be a good way Same. to go. Because this movie has a lot of that Friday or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street sort of wacky silliness, but with the creative kills. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, if any of our listeners, you know, know where we can find a copy of that, please email I, it Yeah, us. if somebody does have that, us. I would love to read Peter Jackson's Nightmare on Elm Street sequel. Holy shit. That would be amazing. Dude, I loved this movie. Yeah. I absolutely loved this movie. It made me laugh. It made me squirm. Yeah. I rewatched scenes in it multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> it was hysterical, dude. This, this was is the such easiest movie. movie to rewatch several times, I think, that we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. Where it seriously. was just like, okay, I'm in for it. Yeah. Turn it on again. And without this, it's like we wouldn't have we wouldn't have Army of Darkness. We wouldn't have Shaun of yeah, the this Dead. This definitely probably had some effect on uh, this definitely had effect on Shaun of the Dead. Because mm-hmm. uh yeah, Simon Pegas said that that this movie was a big inspiration. Sure. And I even think this probably influenced other, you know, zombie video games and stuff like that with just the excessive amounts of gore oh, and stuff. To. You know, even just the house and stuff itself reminded me of House of the Dead. Yes. You know, so I feel like it had to be important and influential in a lot of ways. Loved the soundtrack. It was so whimsical. And <laughs> there were times it felt like an old, like, RPG soundtrack. 
especially towards the first movie when they're at the zoo and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so like friendly and whimsical sounding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just reminded me of like an RPG soundtrack in a lot of ways. Uh, the main guy playing Lionel, I think, is fucking amazing. I think he is hysterical. Yeah. Has he done he, a lot of other stuff? Uh, he's done a ton of other stuff yeah. in New Zealand. He, okay. Yeah, if you look up his IMDb, <coughs> that guy has been working since then. And he's, he's uh, I believe he played a role in The Almighty Johnsons, which is a, a New Zealand show that's a, basically about the... Odin family living in New Zealand. Oh my god! Um, like Norse Odin. Yeah. What? Yeah. So I have to watch this. He and, and somebody else that was in this movie have had roles. So yeah, the guy's been working for a long time. It's just he's not had the international success. Wow. So you don't see him in a lot of stuff. Well, I want to check out some of his other stuff for sure because I thought that he was hilarious. Yeah. Paquita was awesome. Uh-huh. I meant to mention too, like. I don't know, again, anything about New Zealand in the late 1950s. If Was there an influx of, like, Hispanic... I don't know. I uh, mean, that's possible because, I mean, you know, there were uh, the Hispanic population in the Philippines and things like mm-hmm. that. It's possible. Uh, or maybe they just went with the best actress and she happened to be Hispanic, so yeah. they were like, fuck it, we'll make... The character is Panic. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't know about any of that stuff, but God, I thought that she was great. She was funny. Unbelievable kills, incredible gore. Like mm-hmm. the gore is is just so ridiculously great. And it's just a fun watch. It's like an hour forty and it just whizzes by. That's true. And yeah, and if you just watch we watched the uncut version, which is an hour yeah. forty. The regular version I think is an hour thirty one. So wow. like uh, I guess you'd probably just see less lawnmower killing. And yeah, probably and stuff like probably that. that but still, it would be a great movie because yeah, I've never thought of this movie as a long movie. No, at all. It well, just seems to whiz by. A lot of horror comedies usually could be shorter. Where it's yeah. like a lot of them kind of wear out their welcome, and it's like, okay, I didn't really need this part where it gets real later on in the movie. Right. I like that this movie never really. This does never that gets too. real. Yeah. I mean, even when he he's confronts the issues, his mom. Like that, that's as real as it gets, and it's still ridiculous. Yeah, because it's a giant monster puppet or guy in a suit that stomach just opens up and then and like swallows the guy. And then a full grown man C sections himself out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you could never get too serious when that's what's happening on screen. uh -uh. Yeah, I love that this keeps the tone just ridiculous all the way through. This is fucking great. This, this really honestly. God, I'm trying to really think if this might be the best horror comedy ever made. Like, I'm trying to think if this is better than Shaun of the Dead. Better than Shaun of the Dead. Better than Cabin in the Woods. Oh, Cabin in the Woods is better so good, than man. <sighs> Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2 or Army of Darkness. Better than, yeah. Tucker and Dale. Tucker and Dale's a great one. I I think for me, it's it's up there. Yeah, It's arguable sure. that it's the best. I would absolutely have it in a top three. I think yeah. I, would, I would have to review... Probably, yeah, Shaun what of the Dead. What we do in the shadows. Oh, God, maybe. what we do in the shadows is so good, too. Yeah. Uh, I would have to review some of my top choices, but I would say this is easily in the top three horror yeah, films of all time. That's a possibility. If I'm going to rate this thing, I seriously think it's like, I think it's like a nine and a half. I fucking love this movie. Yeah. I'll watch it a million more times, man. I will, too. I think there is a tiny tiny bit of depth to it but not really much to speak about but it's just it's not important yeah for the the type of movie that it is wouldn't that, be better if it had more yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't at all it would not be improved by having more 
uh, character depth or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, for me, it's, it's hard to find an, an issue with this, a flaw with it. I mean, at worst, I would say you could definitely take out that attempted rape, but everything else seems awesome and wonderful and fun mm-hmm. and ridiculous. A baby rips through a woman's face. <laughs> Cleft in twain, that face was. It's ugh. Well, it, it's just great. You I can't mean, you can't get that stuff anywhere else, Steve. You can't, and you can't get it done so like masterfully because you can see movies where they try to do shit like this, but it's just like it doesn't match with all the rest of the movie, and things just don't work right. With this movie, everything works right, and everything just yeah. perfect. This is one of those times where I, I don't know. I've I've said the same thing about a couple other flicks, but it's like you can tell that. Everybody on set, everybody on screen knew what this was supposed to be. Yeah. They knew the tone. They knew the humor. They knew it was supposed to be ridiculous. And everybody was sharing the same vision for how this was supposed to turn out. Yeah. And everybody probably had a blast doing it. Oh, my God. I'm sure. Uh, Yes. Nine and a half. Sounds right. Yeah. The only uh, quibble I have with it is that, I mean, how can... A seal door walk through the door and you're still after some jag off with his mom up on a hill. It's a good point. Roger was a seal door. Wait. Yeah. The guy who played Roger plays a seal door in Wandering. No way. Yeah. And the guy who plays Void plays a Nazgul and several other. That was a seal door, though. Yeah. What in the fuck? I know. I have that guy no walks idea. in, and you're like, God Man. damn it, that's so cool. I know. Shit. There's so many, like, the effects people that worked on this have worked with him on a ton of other things. Like, he's just, like, loyal to his people. If you've worked with Peter Jackson, he'll probably bring you in on anything if you're willing to go in on it. Do you think that there's any other single person who has ever made New Zealand as much money as Peter Jackson? I doubt it. No, I mean, I was going to say Taiko Atiti, but all he's got behind him is Thor Ragnarok. He well, doesn't dude, have... Mean, think about the amount of tourism yeah, that yeah, Lord of the Rings brought New Zealand. Lord of the, and those movies, I mean, combined, all six of those movies, that's oh, so much billions, fucking money. Billions and billions of dollars, man. Not to mention all the licensing and products yeah. and shit like that, dude. Yeah, Peter And then, Jackson, like I said, the continuing tourism. It's like, the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy is basically a travel brochure. <laughs> it you know, really for is. New Zealand, you know? Yeah, because you watch it and you're like, those are real fucking places. This is all in the same country? I could go there? Yeah, I want to go to there. Yeah. I want to go to New Zealand. I want to find that the ghosts up in the mountain. Yeah. Yeah, they I swore a, a, to, to seal door and I, I think I might be his heir. I want to give him my black metal demo CD. <laughs> I bet they'd love it. <laughs> they would love it so much. I bet they'd all sit around and listen to it and be like, Production is too clean. <laughs> Dead dad is not for me. <laughs> These guys sold out. Yeah, I think so. Pretty yeah. sure they would say that. What a fucking fun movie, man. It's great. I hope that uh, everybody else enjoys it as much as we do. I could see it not appealing to some people if you're yeah. just not into that ridiculous, silly. You know, again, Bugs Bunny with blood yeah. and guts kind Three of Three Stooges, the horror movie. Yeah, yeah, I could see people not liking it, but for me, it tickles my funny bone. Uh-huh. Something fierce. 
Now, Steve, we're going to be talking about another movie that I fucking love next week. And it sometimes tickles your honey, funny bone. Bunny phone. Your honey bone. But before we announce it, I'm going to make everybody sit through the usual stuff where we're going to tell them, hey, if you guys like our show and want to say thanks, maybe you should check out that Patreon page. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. We got a few tiers on there. Yeah. Go on there. If you sign up for the $5 tier, we're going to be having a drawing for right. the second week in August. You can drive the car. You can drive the car just like the people who chose 28 Days Later. That's right. Dead Alive. The movie we're not saying mm-hmm. for yep. some reason yet. Right, right. And then the other movie we're not saying yet. Mm-hmm. But it's they were all ones. chosen and voted on by you guys. Uh, if you if you give us $5 a month, you can recommend a movie. Maybe we'll end up covering it. We do a random drawing every Random drawing, then. completely random. And just absolutely floored by the suggestions last month Some and the new ones. ones that are coming in for August. Uh, you can also check us out on Instagram and Twitter at DeadLovelyPod. Email us at DeadAndLovelyPod at gmail.com. Yes. Or check us out on Facebook at Dead and Lovely Horror Movie Podcast Group. I've got to say that that group has been popping lately. It really has. It's been great. A lot there of fun stuff. There have been some new members that have been putting up some great posts that everybody's yeah. been interacting with. I love to see that. Good sense of community going we on had, over there. We had 420 members for a brief moment. Smoke them up. Yeah. That's what we all did, I'm sure. We were Probably. all like, let's get high on the reefers. So, yeah, you guys be sure to hit us up. Check us out on all those social medias. And be sure to tune in next week when we are getting rowdy. Rowdy. Pipey. It's They Live. We're going to be talking about John Carpenter's <laughs> They Live, starring a Rowdy Rowdy Piper and Keith David. There is going to be so much razzle talk going on. Oh, man. I cannot and wait. And just recently on the streaming chat a couple weeks ago, we did Hell Comes to Frogtown, which is also a Rowdy Rowdy Piper oh, movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is it any so, good? I never watched it. Oh, it's terrible. Sick. But the, the makeup effects are ridiculously amazing. There are frog people... And you would expect in this movie you've been watching for 45 minutes that they would look insanely bad. But instead, it's like, oh, that's where all the money went. Oh, got it. One of those the frog of people. <laughs> they Live is awesome and super relevant. Yes. And very underrated, man. And you know we love a John Carpenter around here. So you already know that we love the movie. So it's going to be a really fun episode to get together and talk about that one. So yeah. be sure to tune in next week when we talk about... They live and probably way too much wrestling for a lot of our listeners to handle, <laughs> but that's okay. Well, in the meantime, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. You guys are the best. We are Uncle Ben, Hollywood Steve, and we are dead and lovely. And lovely. we will see you guys next time. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Charlie bit me. Oh, Charlie bit me. British kids. I bet those kids are fucking 20 by now. Oh, damn. I wonder if they still bite each other or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) What if they made, like, what if they just made a new video every few years? They're on, like, Charlie bit my finger 12 at this point. Yeah. What if they have an underground bite club? (laughs) Well, the first rule is we can't talk about it if they do. Then the second rule, of course. We can't talk about. can't talk about Bike Club. Yeah. The third rule is, if it's your first night at Bike Club, 
you, you have bite. to bite. And then at the end of it, you find out that it was actually Charlie biting himself. Holy shit, the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. Oh, man. <laughs> Major twist. 